This Week in League is brought to you by Sportsmate Mobile's League Live, the ultimate NRL app for league fans, putting the NRL at your fingertips. News scores, TV viewing schedules, match day information, and more. Search for Sportsmate in the App Store or Google Play to download League Live today. This Week in League, the Rugby League world comes together in mourning following news that Todd Greenberg won't be pursuing Cricket Australia's top job. Tommy Turbo answers the age-old question, what would Stephen Hawking look like with a Dyson hooked up to his fleshlight? Darius Boyd retires from representative football. In related news, I've retired from fucking supermodels. Plus, we look ahead to all the action for round 15 of the 2018 NRL season. All that more this week in League. Welcome to episode 291 of This Week in League. I'm Nate. And I'm Jay. How you doing, man? Good, man. Fantastic. I'm still on that post-State of Origin victory. Yes. Hi. Yes, I can't I can't wait for the next one. Um, and uh, I will be in New South Wales for the next one, so um, it would be great to, to watch booyah. the... It would be great to see the, the series get closed out amongst my people. So we can go and purchase brooms for game yes. three. Yes. Yes, the the plan remains the same. Brooms, sky blue spray paint, spray for half the extra whatever's left over the rest. Which is good <laughs> because if we do that, yeah. that works out well. Because you're definitely better at like MMA jujitsu <laughs> shit. <laughs> And I'm pretty sure I'm faster than you, at least over 30 metres. <laughs> uh, very good. Yeah, nice. but the thing is as well, you've got a broom. You've essentially, you've got a fucking, you know, everyone watched Monkey Magic. For God's sakes, Pigsy fucking pretty much used the broom to near his weapon. <laughs> For a rake or can't remember. Actually, that'd be true. I'd start spinning a broom around people who just assume I was cosplaying Pigsy. <laughs> He'd be crazy. He's, you know, I'm not going to that motherfucker. He's crazy. <laughs> All you got to do is just take the first one down with the broom, and then they're like, yep. you knock, knock his mate, and then go and finish him off before he can revive him. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> this week, uh, as we said at the start of the thing, uh, we had tons of tweets. But some of the cattle shout out to Cattle Dog Blue who tweeted us and said uh, that he formally announces his retirement from representative football. Mm. Uh, I suspect this will be the highest impact retirement today. <laughs> He's a hashtag Boyd's a dud. Of course, Newcastle fans especially salty towards uh, Boyd. Yes. Bennett. Yeah, little head, big head situation. Yeah. Um, and also, just a, just I want to say congratulations to to Matthew. Is X Y underscore nineteen seventy eight? Who at this stage should, provided he didn't fuck up, should be fucking experiencing the first happy week of his marriage, of his wedded <laughs> wedded life. He sent us a tweet. This is uh, back there. Yeah, was a couple of days ago. It was just after the release of the last episode before the weekend. Listening to twelve while getting ready for my wedding. I hope I don't say the word cuck during the ceremony. Oh, well, just don't. Don't rewrite your vows on the fly, and I can. I mean, it's not so for me personally. For you, you, you're different, but for me, it's just not a word that really. The only time I even think of the word is when we're recording the show. (laughs) 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 So when I'm in your presence, I'm the only time cuck thing. Yeah, it is my brain. But um, you on the other hand, though, I mean, it's like it's like a substitute for fuck or the or. (laughs) 
<laughs> Look, you know, it, it, it's not like I'm sitting down with CFOs of multinational yeah. corporations and going, these are some fucking cuck financials. <laughs> the fuck is this shit? <laughs> Hey, look, uh, well, yeah, my advice, uh, you, you know, you, you, pay, you pay me for my advice, and, uh, and my advice to you is, well, my, my analysis of the situation is that you're all behaving like a bunch of fucking cucks. And you know what, you over there, you're a fucking uber cuck. These guys are cucks, <laughs> but you let the guy finish in your mouth. <laughs> uh, you, fucking, you, 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 you fucking cleaned him off. <laughs> With your mouth. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> Speaking of cucks, Anthony Watmore appeared on a podcast that, and I'm not, not denigrating him in any way, shape or form, but I've never fucking heard of him before. Uh, a lot of people heard of him now, though. Mm. Um, I believe it was the Hello, uh, the Hello Sports podcast, maybe. Um, if you need a proper logo, hit your mans up. Or, mm. or design something that doesn't look fucking like done in MS Paint. But um, I, this, this podcast, I don't know what this what this story is but i mean from what i gather did you actually listen to it or did you just read stuff no i um okay i, li- I listened to it because i sat down and i'm glad i listened to it because the 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 media headlines they didn't they they didn't misrepresent um what he said about dce but wow it was such a drop in the ocean compared to the other everything else he had to say he was on a fucking rampage <laughs> <laughs> he fucking he sh- he shot on well, it's it's very telling. I'll tell you who he shat on, and I'll tell you who he didn't. Yeah. So he he tipped the bucket on at various times, and I'm not saying he was exclusive negative about these people, but he was he had negative slams to say about Des Hasler, Jeff Tuvey, Cherry Evans, Quantum, a hot water company that were one of the shareholders, of the you know, owners of the company, you yep. know, minority owners company back in the day, uh, Max Stelmage. Um, Wolfman Williams. Um, I'm trying to think of anyone else. That's probably that's probably a, a large that's that's probably the, the large bulk of it. Um, people he didn't he didn't have anything bad to say. Well, think people who was he who he was glowingly complimentary of. B. Stewart, G. Stewart, <laughs> Steve Matai. That's probably it. Trent Barrett. <laughs> Strangely, and people who he didn't mention at all, Rick Penn, Scott Penn, <laughs> anybody like that. Yeah. So his friendship with Zorba was definitely. I mean, this the basic the basic gist of what he what he had to say about Cherry Evans, which was the one was the big headline making thing, was that um oh that he was a that you know that he that he turned to a fuckwit and. And he and he was like, you know, and it comes down to things we already knew, like about, you know, like he, the, the what Mo felt that, like, oh, you know, he'd sacrificed all, you know, this money and blah blah blah, and Cherry Evans wasn't, you know, doing yeah. the same, which is which is, you know, fine. That's a, and that's a very long established story, and you know what what he said about his conversation with Cherry Evans, it could be very could very well be true. We don't know. We weren't there, but man, he that in his, in his in, it wasn't really an interview. I mean, these guys. At least one of them seemed to be friendly with him, and it was almost like he said, "Like I want to get all this shit off my chest today, so bring me in and lead me down the pathways yeah. to get to what I want to say." It wasn't like an it wasn't like an interviewer actually trying to get into anything and trying to, uh, you know, ask him questions to elaborate on things. Mm. It was just like leading down the pathway so he could fucking get his next 
spray yeah, off like shit, okay. but um like these guys aren't interviewed by any, by any stretch of the imagination to tell I'm, I'm not saying i'm fucking like andrew denton or fucking michael parkinson or anything but i've done a lot of interviews in my day especially in the mma one and so i know how to interview a person and actually get to what you want to you know yeah without them knowing that's where you know Yes. You know, get get them into a position where they're they're giving you what you want and you know not necessarily thinking about it. And um, the thing is, he kept what what, what he's big. It seems like his problem with Cherry Evans started when Cherry was on a fifty thousand dollar a year contract, won a grand final, and um, <clears throat> and and wanted to get an, and wanted to get an upgrade. Well, his manager thought he should get an upgrade to his contract, which is one hundred percent correct. I mean, as you know, any any player in any situation would have, and. Um, and apparently the manager told him to stay home from training until, you know, this thing had been sorted out. And, yeah. And so what Mo's like, oh, I did everything for this kid. Oh, it's, you know, fucking... And then he starts... So then he's saying... Then I went to Tuvi and said, you got to fucking find him if you... Mm. You know, and all this sort of shit. And then, oh, he's thinking, fuck. And he said, Tuvi, but Tuvi... The board told Tuvi that, you know, that to side with Cherry Evans. And so Tuvi chose the board over the over me. And then, therefore... Yeah, and then he was looking... You know, he was he was uh, watching his own back ever since. So Tuvi... So he's saying Tuvi was watching his back literally since the time he started the job, which is not true. It's like he's kind of like... What was kind of... He was kind of conflating about... F- to the, probably three to four years of stuff mm. into like the end of 2011 when a lot of it happened, you know. Yeah. Like yeah, a, lo- a lot yeah, of stuff happened. Yeah. yeah, it's just it was it was kind of weird. And um, and he had some fun, he had some funny factual errors too. He, one of his things he said one of the surprising things to me because everyone knows he doesn't like Cherry Evans, but uh, the surprising things was like you know he was he was shitting on TV and he was shitting on Des Hazel saying that like you know there's, there's, there are players that will never talk to him again like you know just. Mm. Yeah, and I, you know, I, I get it. Yeah, that's. Yeah, but um, the funny one was he's, he's saying we went up to Tuvi, me and other players went up to Tuvi before the 2013 grand final and said that you need to, you need to get uh, get Wolfman out of there because he didn't have any confidence, mm. and uh, and and we need to, we need to bring up the you know this the young, this young guy you know George Tafua because you know the, the the way he casts the ball back off kicks and everything like kick returns and everything. Yep. And Tuvi's like nah. And you know, so then that's that, and then that that got them offside. The thing is, my memory's not great. I'll concede that. I've got so much fucking going on in my life at any given time. I tell people to fucking like you know, you email me the day before you want yeah. something or something because like I don't fuck. I will not fucking remember. I've got way too much shit to remember. One thing I do remember though is in the ninth minute of the 2013 grand final, George Tafua scored a try from the other wing. <laughs> There you go. And Wolfman scored the match-winning try in the semi-final the week before. Okay. <laughs> so it's funny how people remember um, remember the remember little things, but I'm um, very very agenda-driven. And like it's a, you know, there's two sides to every story. His side was very clearly though. Um, whenever he talked about the board, he only ever talked about the non-pen side of the board. So and that comes from the fact that him him and the Stewarts in particular are very good friends with Zorba, and used to go around his place all the time. And so that they he's obviously getting. The sides of the story when he's talking about the board did this and the board did mm. that. The side he's getting is what they, you know, what that, uh, what the other side said. So he's, uh, you know, he's poisoned himself a little bit, and uh, and he's made himself a little bit of a hypocrite too. Like he said, in one in one sentence almost, he said something like, "Look, I'm not the type of, you know, I I don't hold grudges." <laughs> <laughs> and, I'm not, and, I'm not, and, I'm not, and he's like, I'm not the type of guy to go out, you know, and spill all this shit. And then he said, he said that he he thought that his words were misrepresented when he left Manly, and he's like, the media misrepresented him and made it like he was some kind of bad guy for shitting on the club on the way out. 
And I'm like, and he's like, and he started talking about other players who were like, you know, rent a quotes. Yeah. And I'm like, this guy's the guy that fucking ran to Danny Widler every five minutes in 2015 and 2016. It was just, it was very funny. Was, and like, from everything just, you've said, just as everyone knows that Chalk was is a fuckhead, and and Chalk does like DCE and DCE doesn't. You know, everyone, they're, they're common things. The thing is about what my was, he was our fuckhead. Yeah. <laughs> And now he's not, and he t- and he did speak about you know emotional about how emotional he is about you know drives past Lee's club every day, and you know he's he just you know he just doesn't know if he, he if he can go in there and what if he did what would happen and all that sort of thing. I will tell you what should happen: they should strip you your life membership for starters. I mean, that's it. I I was very strongly thought that he should have been stripped of his life membership just because of the shit he was saying on the way out the door. But I mean, a lot of people were like, oh, you know, he, you know, he did this and he, you know, is he fair enough? Okay, fine. He achieved some things on the field. He was a very good player for us um, for for quite a long time. But I think now, like especially after the fact, you know, when you come back, you know, a couple mm. of years after you retire and everything. That that reminds me of one of my favourite quotes of all time. I don't care what you think about me. Yeah, I don't think about you at all <laughs> because non-manly people yeah don't fucking remember what he said yeah, yeah. they have no fucking idea. <laughs> I had to remind myself that he actually played for Parramatta. <laughs> he didn't play, but he, he no, was yeah, seven, seven, seven yeah. games, and it cost him about. From, I don't know if they paid him everything, but I mean, if they did, they cost him one point two million. And he was saying like, "Oh, it was so bad. I had to go out to Parramatta. Had to leave at five in the morning, and it was like it was it was wet out there. There were no beaches. It was dark." <laughs> I can help. Um, cut, okay, so on that, major bed, mate. Do you think he knows what a podcast is? I've, I have a fair. I have a fair idea. This to me seemed like a like a a, a mate sort of sort of it seemed. This is what I'm yeah, saying. That's what it, but did like. they explain to him how many people were going to hear it? Well, I I dare say this this podcast would never have had 50 listeners in a single episode, but this today has changed. Yeah, <laughs> somewhat. <laughs> it it nailing everything back, and and I've got to be careful here because I don't want to, you know, go too hard into DCE. Um. You said it right at the start of explaining it. The fucking player manager. Uh, yeah, right? yeah. When that player manager says to DCE, don't go to training until, until I tell yeah. you that you're getting a pay rise. Yeah. There's your fucking problem right there. <clears throat> well, now, we, you know, we've been on player managers a lot. Now, you, you would like somebody like DCE who's looking to take a leadership role and a leadership yeah. position in a club yeah. to have the fucking stones to think for himself and say, well, fucking hell, that may not be the best thing to do. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah, right there wrongly. He was young at the time. When- a, he's young and also he's a different... He's, he's, he's... Like, he he is a different fucking character. Like, he is a different a different character to your standard footballer. I mean, people... The only people that really you think that are, that, that, that are sort of conduct themselves similarly off the field are people like, I don't know, Kronk. Um, there's not many people that, like... Like, when Watmo... You listen to Watmo, and he was literally... I mean, we... Yeah, everyone knew this already, but he absolutely nailed in the that he's the epitome of the dumb fucking meathead. He's yeah. even talking. He was even talking about his his rise through the ranks to play first grade. Yes, and he was just saying like he didn't even 
worry about playing football, never had any aspirations to play football. Yeah. And then oh and then one day, you know, I was playing in reserve grade and the coach said, Oh, if you know, this guy gets injured, you know, you'll be you know, you come train with the first grade squad. Literally that was how like <laughs> I mean it that's yeah, like and that's Shane Matiski levels of falling uphill. But here's the thing. The first failing there was in the player manager. Mm-hmm. In okay, this this kid needs an upgrade <clears throat> and, and I'm gonna go straight for the fucking nuclear option. The second failing is in the club. Yeah. To not explain to the player manager, look, I don't know if you're aware, and I hope you didn't have a fucking Tigers-like situation where the same player manager had nine different fucking players. Right? I reckon I reckon the same player manager would have had, uh, you know, a couple of them. Yeah. Like, uh, the, That's it. Uh, I'm always certain that he would have had the click. But why there was no capacity for the club, so if they need to, and I'm just, I'm just thinking about what I would do in similar situations. Yeah. If I was the club, I'd go, okay, we've got this fucking dickhead here playing hardball to get yep. him a pay rise. Yep. We need to be in the same room with him and his manager. Yep. And we need to sit down and say, Dally, we know that you've done this and you, yep. you know we've won a premiership with you in the team. Yep. However, we'd like to explain to you some things that have gone on here. Yep. This player, this player, this player, and this player, while we can't disclose to you exactly how much we're paying them, we can tell you categorically, and you're free to ask them, that they have taken substantial pay cuts from what they could have taken elsewhere to keep this team together. Yeah. You need to understand. It was was paid to firmers as well that they still got in the end because of back-ended contracts as well. Because it's not... Whatever it is. Because the thing with the NRL is, I mean, unless there's like, you know, massive misconduct, players get paid what they are entitled to, whether they're at the clubs. Like, for example, fucking idiots like like Nate Miles or whatever is still getting paid you know we're still paying him money Newcastle's still paying money for fucking Uate yeah. Yeah. but this is the thing <laughs> players still get paid you're, you're talking about the crux of it I'm talking about the ultimate issue that ended up with the cultural divide yeah 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 right so you sit him in there and say whether, whether it's true or not and whether he's got an accountancy fucking advisor that says oh well you're paying them back ended so what you're saying but to explain to him this is the culture you're getting into yeah now if you want to hold us to ransom over X amount of dollars you need to very firmly understand the light that paints you in. No yeah. one's going to care if your manager told you, know you to do it. I don't think. I don't think. I, 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 this is this is rugby league. I don't think anyone knew until they knew. I think the fuck. I think. It, I think club administrations, as we've often said in the past, I think they're fucking too stupid. They were too yep. stupid to fucking read the tea leaves. Mm-hmm. I think the players on all sides were too stupid and didn't tell and only got the shits when they you know didn't get their way or whatever you know. Yep. It's just um, the, the other thing it speaks to is it almost felt like what my wasn't it wasn't even like a DCE thing. It was more like got the shits that the the administration and everything sided with DCE over over them because they gave him the money. You know what yeah, I mean? No, yeah, no, exactly. I, look, I'm I'm not so sure it was to give him the money. That doesn't seem to be. Look, they gave him the money, and if it's true what they say that paying him more squeezed out other players, you know, whatever. But it, this is it, 2012 as well. Yeah. This is not squeezing guys out in 2015. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? But it, it, again, it comes down to this complete lack of awareness. And I'm not talking yeah. just manly here. No, this is, we've spoken about rugby. Yeah, yeah. And I'll give you another example of another sport in which this same situation wouldn't have fucking raised an eyebrow. Mm. Not an eyebrow. Today, right now, as we speak <clears throat> in Atlanta in the NFL, the fucking best wide receiver and you know one of the best in the competition, Julio Jones, 
is not they, when when NFL teams gear up for a new season, which you know sort of starts in September, they gear up their preseason training, and first they have like um these OTAs, which are like optional training activities, yep. and so players turn up to that, and usually that's like rookies and you know people trying to get ahead and mm-hmm. you know blah blah blah. Then you've got like you know the the, the compulsory uh, training sessions that come after weeks after that, yep. and so they're starting that. And this and Julio Jones, he's like he's like no, nah, he's holding out. He's I'm not going. You know, sound familiar. I'm not going, and um, the reason he's the reason he's not not turning up is because I think he's got two years to run, but and it's the way that the NFL you know structures their contracts and so on. But uh, he, if they release a player early, they take you know, but depending on which year of the contract it is, they mm-hmm. they take a salary cap hit that yep. they have to you know. But the thing is that money doesn't go to him. So if they were to cut him right now, yep, he wouldn't get a cent. I mean, you could go to another team and earn big money, but. They they would know they would they would know him a cent and they just have to take a small like a couple of million salary cap hit over next year and the year after. Which just um, for those not initiated with NFL, a couple of mil. What's that as a, a rough percentage of their drop, total it's cap? A drop, it's a drop in the ocean. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, and so it's not a drop in the ocean, but it's a, it's a smallish amount. Yep. Um, the thing is, uh, in our NFL contracts, the way they're kind of structured a lot of the time is that they they have all these you know eat, it's a five year deal and of this you know it's a fifty million deal. And of the fifty million, thirty million is guaranteed, and it goes this year, this year, it goes over these years. That's it. So he's been paid all his guaranteed money. Yep. So there's no, they don't take a hit to get rid of him, and he doesn't have any more guaranteed money, you know, coming. If they cut him, then, you know, there's like about another sort of, you know, seven million or something that, yeah. that he doesn't get. So what he wants to do is he wants to look after his his financial security, and it's not that he doesn't, not that he wants to leave the club. He doesn't want to bend the club over. He basically how, wants to extend and get some more guaranteed money. Uh, oh, geez, at least four years. Okay, and how much has he been getting per season? A lot. Yeah, like a fair bit, yeah. This is where, to me, needing to look after my financial security. Yeah. Yeah. Be, Fuck you. You can, you can, yeah, but you know, you can, you can get fucking yowied at any time, too, you know what I mean? You know, like, yeah, but this is the thing, though. Yeah. If, yeah. You be, if you've been making millions of dollars yeah, yeah. in your 20s yeah. for four years. Yeah. And you know what the thing is, though? And this is, this has happens all the fucking time in the NFL. This happens every season, you know, multiple players. Yeah. And um, and and the thing is, you know, the other, other players and the coaching staff and everything like that don't give a fuck. Yeah. They don't give a fuck what people are on. They don't give a fuck if that guy's making $50 million a year and this guy's making, you know, four. Yeah. Like... It's just it's just business, and it's just funny. Just and it just shows the difference in the, the reason, it, you know, in the difference in the mindsets yeah, of the way that business is conducted. And it's a very it seems that the NRL is a is a far more like a, it's not even more in its infancy because it's been going for fucking as long, if not longer, but uh, certainly more longer as an organised competition. Over the, you know, we talk about the centenary and everything. There there is far less consistency. In structurally professionalizing our yeah. game, yeah, yeah. In terms of the NFL it, and uh, all of the American sports, mm-hmm. there is a governing body, mm-hmm. you know. And there's been things like you know, there's been strikes and there's been this and yeah. that when people haven't uh, reached agreements. However, at the end of the day, the governing body owns and operates the competition, yep. And it has X amount of licenses mm-hmm. that it will give out for its competition. Correct. They're fortunate in the fact that with America, you have such a, a dense population. Yeah, yeah. And numerous markets. Talent far more markets is, than they have licenses. That's it. So, so talent isn't an issue either. Yeah. Now, I've, I've said this multiple times before. I strongly believe 
that a lack of available talent is hurting rugby league because you have players like Moses Suli. Yep. You know, who have been given the opportunity to become a professional sports person. Yeah, yeah. You know, and they can't set a fucking alarm clock. <laughs> you know, there is an app on your iPhone. Well, that was what's-his-face. Well, who was... Who was... Uh, who I read today? Fanua, when he got dropped the other week. Mm. Because yep. he, cause, cause of a, a, a dodgy battery on a dodgy phone or whatever he said. <laughs> now, here's the thing. If... There's an app on your fucking phone where you can set a time and a random person will call you and wake you up. <laughs> you don't know who it is. Yeah. It's fantastic. <laughs> you can also register to give other people wake-up calls. Uh, can you imagine calling somebody in fucking Uzbekistan and then waking up to Tigers in Decline? <laughs> that sounds like... I need you to fucking tell me that app is later. <laughs> oh, I, feel yeah. like, I feel like I could do um, that. But the, the fact that our sport is... So fucking haphazardly run yeah. at administration level. Yeah. Also at club level, the fact that we're fucking ourselves with these long-term deals, you know, I, I would fucking love to be great at my job. And know you were there for, like for the next seven years, to ten years. <laughs> and to them to come out and say, we, we're going to do this for you. Yeah. And then I could just start you know, jerking off under my desk for eight hours a day. <laughs> And then, if they fucking sent me, you know, to the mail room or wherever, yep. they'd still have to pay me the same. Yeah, you jerk off into the mail. And then if some other company says, well, okay, we'll take you, but we think you're worth half of what you're getting now, yep, no worries. They'll pay they me pay the rest the of it while I'm not working there. <laughs> yeah. Like, on, on what fucking planet does this make sense? Yeah, yeah. How, it, and, and clubs still do it. Yeah, I think, I think the contract should definitely move towards... Um, Guaranteed, guaranteed money, uh, bonuses. You know, bonus money. You know, with with triggers, and, uh, and yep, and also yeah, and um, yeah. And I think that if a player, if a player is terminated by a club, yep, there is a mandatory six month embargo on anyone else signing them. Oh, you mean terminate? Okay, so like a misconduct termination. So, if you're fucking the poor old Canberra Raiders, yeah, and you fuck off Dugan and Carney and yep, yep. Fergie Ferg, yep, you, you don't yeah, have fucking yep. other clubs going. Yep, fucking come on. Yep, come Straight on, come on, yeah, come on, come on. What that leads to is if players are fucking dismissed and they think it's incorrect, they have the same legal options as anybody else does around unfair dismissal. Mm-hmm. It just means that the club has to be fucking as tight as anybody else does around yeah. dismissal. Yep. Yep. Has a player ever done like an unfair dismissal thing against a club? I honestly don't know the answer to that question. I'm very curious though. Well, would you really? Because, you know, I, I, I'm not a lawyer. Yeah. You'd assume the most you could go for is emotional anguish because they get fucking picked up again straight away. Yeah, which you don't want. Yeah, I mean, and it's not like you're trying to get your position back at that. You know, you don't want yeah, to be back at that place. That's it. Like they haven't, yeah. they haven't realistically lost income. Mm. It's, it's, um, yeah, the, that whole saga. It could have happened at any club. Yeah, but it didn't because DCE is what happens if fucking a giraffe rapes Rain Man. <laughs> but. 
at the end of the day, it's just like a, it's an oil and water thing. I mean, like he, I mean, he's we've, we've spent half an hour to decide that Dar- Daly Cherry Evans is a fucking weed cunt. Yeah, he's just he's just a, he's just an atyp- he's an atypical footballer in a in in a world that is still full of typical footballers, I think. And then when you get like a, you know a bunch of like you know um, in, entitled, I mean entitlement into these footballers as well on both sides. And he's enti- he's entitled to more money. They're in, they're entitled to get their own way because they've been there a long time and been successful there. Um, uh, I don't even think it's it's an atypical footballer, and I and I mean this with with no trolling or joking around. I think he's an atypical human. Yeah. Um, and that sort of thing, unfortunately, where was his fucking support network to make sure he was getting good advice? Well, yeah. You know, I think in uh, in in uh, in uh, where were they then? If you need a fucking don't say North that of Brisbane. Yeah. If, if you need a fucking don't say that consultant DCE. Yeah. Give me a call. Anytime you want to say something, tell me what you're planning to say. And I'll go, fucking don't say that. <laughs> hey, one of the other interesting things... And that, I'll be 5% less than your current manager. <laughs> one of the interesting things that, um, that, that fucking Chalk said though, was he was he was bigging up like Brett and Glenn Stewart. And like, he said, Glenn Stewart's the best player he ever played with. And, to the, and he said the point that it came to like, um, Manly, like literally they were run... Like their plays and every everything, their game plans were pretty much all devised and uh, and implemented by the Stewart brothers, and so yeah. people, other people who got pay rises that were maybe not deserved. One D Hasler, yeah. who obviously who who fell into a coaching job with the exact right people at the exact right time, yeah. caught lightning in a bottle for you know That's that like it. you know especially that golden period you know two thousand seven two thousand eleven. And uh, and yeah, obviously they didn't have uh, similar football minds at the well, doggies. You know, look, <laughs> maybe you should go and fucking hire them because your entire fucking club's in shambles. Hey, oh, yeah, fucking shut it down. You know, they're not. They're, Don't even fucking send it to Perth. Just fucking shut it down. The NRL have basically come back and said, no, you can't play your reserve grade hooker. You must yeah. play Lewis Brown or yeah. Hastings. Yeah. Or oh, no, oh, Matthew Ryan. That, that's, that's, I mean, like, I've, I've long thought that uh, Todd Greenberg's had, had an agenda against the club, stemming back to his days at the Dogs, and, um, oh, he just fucking proves it with that one. How the goes, fuck is that an agenda? You've got, you've got three hookers. Yeah. Matthew Wright, winger slash centre, sometime fullback. Yeah. You've got Lewis, you've got Lewis Brown, fucking orange peeler at best <laughs> who's definitely not a hooker I mean like he's once again I mean he's played hooker in one game and yeah he's been uh, you know in the centres yeah, and also back thing, row and all that sort of they shit don't, they don't have an obligation to give you a recognised person in that role if they were to say if they were to say oh you've got um, you know if like the players were on the books or whatever as, as this position they're like, oh, it's like you've got a warm body you can put in there oh look you've got fucking um I don't know. I'm just I'm just thinking of an example. You got Sean Lane. He can play in the he can play hooker in the hooker. I mean, it's for them to arbitrarily decide who's hookers and and and, and who isn't is uh, ridiculous. But I hope I hope that they, I hope that um Hastings Hastings gets a run because this is one thing. Trent Barrett. Here we are. I've just looked at his fucking Matthew Wright. His Wikipedia. <laughs> he plays for the Manly Ringer Seagulls. He plays as a centre, wing and fullback, but can also fill in at hooker. Because 
that's what he's done a couple of times. And that's the thing. I doubt it would be anything more than the NRL saying, "Well, no, you got the, these three players who've previously played in the role." Yeah, tough I, shit. I think it's. I think it's more like this. Like, you know, let's see what, another way we can fuck these cunts. Because those players have all played in the in the role. But yeah, so uh, hang on, was he a world all star? Yeah, but the all star game. Remember how you know how that went, don't you? Fuck me. You know how that went. You have a representative level hooker. But he didn't play bitching hooker. about. He didn't play hooker for world all stars. There's no fucking way in hell he played <laughs> hooker for the world all stars. That would have been like some other shit, kind of like Robbie Farrell. Yeah. You got it because the thing about the All Stars, I mean, you know, you, you might you might have a short memory on these things. I mean, it's been a little while since we've had one, but they were generally the third person picked for every position across both sides. Oh, except for the Indigenous, the Indigenous guys wanted to. Yeah. But like the world side was like whoever could be fucked out of Australian and New Zealand players. Usually, yeah, the, th- the person who the, pretty poor. the third most could be fucked person was. In- <laughs> <laughs> Was was usually the, the the person in that role, except the English guys. They, oh, they wanted because they got to play free with, free holiday in that too. I guess they got to play with good people. So <laughs> yeah, because they didn't get to play a fucking. Uh, they they didn't get to play a, a high standard of football though. So yeah, manly are cucks. <laughs> Summing up. Uh yeah, no, that's not the case. But um, this is a fucking shit show, and uh, and I do take some sort of pleasure out of the pens getting fucked over as badly as they have because they've certainly proven that uh, ever since they ever even when even in their involvement when they had the, when they were at the disadvantage numerical disadvantage in the the board situation and everything like that everything still worked fine I mean keeping them in check yeah. was obviously the key to success but the second that they got full control which if you remember was at the end of 2014 Barrett like everything has fucking happened from there this is a courtesy. Yes. Saying if you remember anything about Manly, <laughs> mate, you are you are co-host on the fucking uh, on on the number one rugby league podcast in the world. Uh, so I would I would expect that you would look. Have you ever had hashtag if you remember trending? Well, that's not the point. <laughs> this is just general rugby league fucking, not even trivia, just history. How is the fucking pens and when they did shit rugby league history? <laughs> it sure is on this show. You know, th- there is there is a fucking long time listener of this show. Yeah. Who does work? Who works for a company? Yeah. Right. That is hired by the fucking NRL or the ARL or whoever it is to provide services. Yeah. He doesn't work in football. Well, no, that's true. He works in fucking the people, cloud. People who claim, yeah, yeah. He yeah. works in the cloud. Yeah. But, you know, what the fuck do the pens have to do with history? On a counter note, if you want to hear about a club with a winning culture that looks after its players, okay. can have its legends go elsewhere and then come back. If you're talking about a winning culture, you can't, you've got to be talking about a club that's won a premiership in the last 15 years. Your arbitrary dates mean nothing to me. Well, I mean, if you don't, win, if you haven't won in the last fifteen, I would have said five. But I mean, if you haven't won in the last fifteen, then Jesus. Yeah, we won them on last year. Not NRL, but well, yeah, well, yeah, well, yeah, well, yeah so, that is a premiership. Yeah, so we won premiership last year too. Okay. <laughs> I didn't say he didn't. I said a winning culture. <laughs> Peter Wallace this week announced that he's been playing for fucking the last ten years with one leg. 
No, that's not what he announced at all. Yes, it is. And it wasn't retired. ten. And it wasn't ten years either. He's retired. He's he has retired. So he was. Uh, well, I mean, it's just it's like he's seen the writing on the wall, and and uh, the spray painting on the wall said uh, Viliami Kakao, and uh, and he didn't he didn't want, he didn't want to be the Kakao. <laughs> so he's like, I'm gonna I'm not gonna sit in the corner and fucking sad, sadly masturbate my 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 limp one nutted penis. <laughs> Well, 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 kick out, cuck out me. So instead, I'm just going to step in the next room even, and put my headphones on. They don't even play the same position. <laughs> that doesn't work for the narrative. <laughs> it doesn't work. <laughs> so, um, yeah, while Wall, Wall has announced that yeah, he's retiring. He's, he's retired. Gave his nut to New South Wales. Gave his ACL to, I guess, Penrith. Is that what, that's what happened though, right? I think it was Penrith. Yeah. And, uh, and... Uh, he didn't, you know, this, it's, it's, it's in such a typical Ranger thing. He didn't know that he didn't have an ACL in that, in said leg until he, you know, smacked it with some contact, contact in a game or a training or something and it blew up and they've looked and they've gone, oh, fuck, you got no ACL in there. <laughs> so that was, uh, you know, you would, you would watch the games quite What's more closely. What's that movie clo- where they all find that fucking Westworld? He discovered he's a fucking a fuck robot. He's just been... <laughs> it is a movie, but you're talking about a TV show, right? Whatever. He's fucking Bernard Wallace. Um, uh, so yeah, yeah. Um, I want a fucking intro to Origin next year that mm-hmm. has like these, you know, great fucking moments, like great fucking moments. Yep. Andrew Johns putting the kick in and hits the post and Minicello slides in. Fucking Mick DeVere getting his fucking head stapled, the gun, like the cunt letting go of the gun and it's hanging off his head. Wallace's nut just fucking doing a Death Star impersonation. It's just fucking... <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, well, you know, look, or, or, you know, just fucking get on a unit on Grand Final Day like the rest of the old cunts. <laughs> Do your lap and thank you for your service to New South Wales and uh, thank you for your service to the Penrith Panthers and uh, no thank you to your service to the Brisbane Broncos because, I mean, you know, they've almost written you out of the history books. They've got such lack of fucking regard. Cunt club. Just a cunt club. Just just a pack of horrible cunts. Um, I I see that the, uh, the crisis merchants have fucking achieved victory in their war against referees this year. The uh, the first thing there's a couple of ARL new ARLC you know things that have come down over the last couple of days. Um, as a rec- first thing was a, the the biggest one was a recommendation from the competition committee to strengthen the sin bin rule to protect players from foul play, and so the way that they're saying is you know like if for example you know like a like a kicker gets taken out late or high or you yep. know whatever. It's a. It can be a sin bin without without them being injured, uh, you know, and all that and all that kind of thing. The problem I have, like, I've, I've got no problem with protecting playmakers and stuff like. That. Well, protecting any fucking player from late high, you know, whatever. Yep. That's totally cool. The only thing is, the referees can't even figure out when it should be a fucking penalty. Yeah. Let alone, I mean, there are occasions where it is like late, high, fucking shoulder, mm-hmm. like obliteration. Yep. They they're cut and dried, but there are like that's that's five percent. No, probably not even that. Probably two percent. Yeah. Then you've got this ninety eight percent that sit in the or you, or you know. Then you've got a, probably ten fifteen percent that are like you know, fall 
cut and dried the other way. Yep. Then there's this middle massive chunk, which is like fuck. You know how late? Yeah. How late's too late? You know, it was. You know, could the guy have pulled out? You know, there's so many variables in there that make them almost Im- impossible for them to even accurately do penalties. Can, can I suggest? Penalties is it, it's not impossible. If there's enough actual fucking work put into this, yeah, and oh yeah, I don't, I don't think it's impossible. I just well, think it's, and I'm, I'm careful. I just don't want to get to the stage where every, everything's a you know fucking rant against the the governing body. But fuck them though, like seriously. If, if you look at you know, Olympic level sprinting, yes, you know, they can't control the drugs. What they can control though are false starts. So they have fucking scientists constantly updating and reviewing and testing basically what what they think the optimal human reaction time is. Yeah. Right? And that's uh, those little foot pads that they, the starting blocks that they're on. Yeah, yeah. You get a false start if you take off before the gun goes Mm -hmm. or for a certain amount of milliseconds after the gun goes. Yeah. Because that's saying that, well, you... Human reaction time is nowhere near quick enough for you to go as soon as the gun yeah, yeah. goes off. The shit is that all of these things now, okay, well, we want to protect kickers. If you look at protection as the goal, that's fantastic. Same reason, you know, um, if a player's in the air, yeah, they can't yep. be tackled in the air. Yeah, I mean, well, but, surely, but, surely that is, that, but surely that is what the, you know, the goal is protecting. It is. Yeah. But if we look at that then, if a ball bounces mm-hmm. and a player jumps for it, yep. they're fucking free game. You yeah. can take their fucking legs yeah. out. And so, like the so and yeah, and so the yeah, like what, are, happened, like what happened to Tommy Turbo in the game against Brisbane uh, in the middle of last year. That's it. And uh, the same thing; it's exact same effect if, as jumping for a ball on the fall. Well, if a person is an attacking player mm-hmm. and they yeah. jump for a ball, fucking brutal. You can yeah, fucking yeah, take their him. fucking legs yeah. out and do that shit. Yeah. There has to be something around where you can look at, and they've got to be able to establish there are fucking people that can do this. It's yep. going to need them to spend some fucking money. We've got enough technology now that we can see when a player turns his head. Yes. So you can see the moment that a player turns his head, which at that stage you would say they are committed yep. to the tackle. Yep. And you would... Bracing for an and, impact. And, and you'd say that they're, they're going to tackle where they think the player's body is at yep. that point in time. Yep. To be able to say, like, hey, had the had the boot, uh, had the ball hit the boot at the moment they turned their head. Yep. Maybe that's your fucking thing, and that's unfortunately, if it's not, it's not. Yep. You know, um, runners don't mean to false start. Yeah. But they do it. Yeah. yeah. This then goes back to having somebody. The only reason that half that shit doesn't get called is because the referee's looking for fucking so many other things. Mm-hmm. You know, we've got two refs, but on every kick they got to look. Where are the markers from the tackle? What's this fucking stupid trend in people blocking the fucking path of the marker yeah. to the kicker now? All of a sudden, we've got a, a fucking... What the, what the fuck is that? Are you a decoy? Yeah. you a runner? Are yeah. you... Yeah. Shit, it's been going on for fucking ages. They've got to look at the whole defensive line. Are they yeah. offside? They've got to look to see who receives the ball. One of three But usually people. in cases where the, the... where the Like, let's say, halfback or, or five-eighth and generally... Mm-hmm. 
in cases where where they're not totally destroyed, or when they're totally destroyed, it's all I can. That's upstairs that are that giving them a tip, yeah. Mm. Or it's the fact the guy's destroyed on the ground. That's it. That you know, then they go, oh, fuck, they go okay, so now we yeah, now we need to look. But exactly. they still didn't see what they still can't make an actual decision no. on what on how that person ended up like that. Exactly. It could have been completely legal. Exactly. They smashed as they kicked it. it you know? So, you know, um, I'm, I'm all for protecting people. Look, it's something that the video can very easily adjudicate on. Yeah. To the, get it right. The tough one is, the other thing that they're alluding to there is the um, so-called cheap shots or dog shots. Yes. But they also talk about like late cheap shots on playmakers who, who, who play a key role in the game. Like, so who, who's that? And what happens if a fucking? I mean, obviously we know it's like you know halfbacks and that, but then there's you know, then you've got your your fullbacks who you can create, yeah. and then you've got ones that don't, and then you got what about like someone like Jakey Turbo who's a forward, but fucking you know has like the skills of like a five eighth, and he and he's, and he's playmaking, he gets hit like. Does it ter- does, who's the playmate? You know, who's, who's the playmaker? Is it like video games? Yeah. Remember Sam Cassiano used to have those, and Sam Thiday used to have those fucking <laughs> like giant playmaker games where they were fucking throwing <laughs> cutouts and shit. Okay, he threw a cutout for yeah. the remainder of the game. He is protected. <laughs> um, yeah, look, again, I'm all for protection. You see a lot of those shots. There are some that are obviously cheap and yeah. late and yeah. just designed, you know, to, to hurt cunts. To try and minimise an impact on a game by a player. By but just, a lot of know. them are. Yep. After the ball's been released, away from where that tackler's coming, yep. and, and it's out of their field of view. Yeah, you know they're they're trying not to be sold a fucking dummy there. Yeah, it's we're getting into this fucking ground of opinion and shit with refs. It's dangerous. Yeah, and there was uh, there was something else as well to um where they where they they've instructed the referees to stop awarding nitpicking penalties. And uh, so this one is basically the end of the refereeing crackdown we've had for fourteen weeks because they want to ensure that free flowing footy returns. So the whole the whole crackdown that they did, oh for fuck's sake! And they persevered through, and like I feel like they're making headway with the fucking Buzz Rothfield and all these crisis merchants and Moley and all these fucking imbeciles who are like, oh fucking too many penalties killing the game. Well, they've won. Those fuckheads. So what's nitpicky? Well. Let me find the exact. I want to find the the, the quotes. There's been a tendency. Oh, the, sorry. They they be, will be the whistleblowers. This comes from Greenberg. The whistleblowers will be told to let the games flow more freely, beginning with Thursday night's game. There has been a tendency for refu- for the referees to continue to nitpick. We have to be really careful that we find the balance. We want to see the flow of the game continue. There's been a lot of penalties in the first half of the year. I am desperately keen to find that balance. I don't want referees looking for penalties. What I want referees is to police those areas we've tasked them to do and allow the game to flow. your mind back over the games yeah the shit games of football we've had this year yeah have been between shit teams generally yeah you know there might have been one or two yeah where a team that is usually good and entertaining to watch lacks discipline and underperforms and there's a lot of penalties like there was that one that you know Melbourne had fucking nine million penalties in the first half Again, what's nitpicky? It's there's so much here. Well, is offside offside, or is it not? Yeah. Or is it if I warn you three times for offside, I'm going to call you on the fourth? <laughs> but then the same fucking people. Who was it? Was it? 
I think it was Sam Warden I saw a tweet about this shit. Saying when it comes to scoring tries, how nitpicky do you want to be? You know, when, when you're ruling on, is that a try or is that not a try? Yeah. Nitpicking's pretty fucking important there. Well, I mean, like, I, I, if it were against my side and it was like a game or even competition ending, mm. you know, premiership winning play, I'd, you'd, you'd like to think they could get it right. I'm not saying get it right, but you know, nitpicky. Yeah, well, you, I think you want you, you want the right decision. You want you don't want them to sit there and go, oh, look, there's only a certain amount of amount we can look at this before we we nitpicking, right? It's like, oh, did he really? Did you know? Did that guy really knock? You know? Let's just let it go because we want the flow of the game. We want the game to flow. <laughs> you know, the, I'd, I'd love them to to go the other way and just stop. You know, this new thing now, like the. The old thing where players walked off the mark or you know, if they passed it after held was called. Yeah, yeah. This is something that I'll back the refs on fucking every day. The new trend now is that every time a whistle's blown about that shit, players look at the referee like they've insulted their fucking mother. Yeah. You know, it used to be, well, fuck, you lose possession, you pass it after held's been called. Yeah. It's, it's a long time since that's been the case, though. It has. But these days, if they blow the whistle and say, no, play it on the mark, yeah. go back... Players look at them and they're fucking. They're doing the big arms up yeah, and this yeah. and this and this. I'd love them for them to just call out something like you know, um, you know, not on the mark. Yeah. And that means that the fucking defensive lines start running when you hear that. No one's offside. Yeah. You know. If well, that's a better solution than going back to giving giving penalties like you know like yeah. loss of possession. But just fuck it. Yeah. Like the other guys. Exactly. So, yep. If if you walk off the mark, I'm gonna fucking call you on it, and yep. they can run at you from the fucking yep. second I do. Yep. Yep. And the guy you're rolling the ball to is just gonna get absolutely yeah. fucking smashed. Um, shit that's basically it. and then like yeah as I said like the uh, the thing about the the thing about yeah smashing the, uh, the the playmakers and also it's just like yeah when when players had to be you know players had to be injured in the past because they would uh, you know when that when they were knocked out of the game and you know not playing any further part in the game or potentially not playing any further part in the game that's when they would look at the series and they'd be like oh you know it's, you know they're going to send the guy off so this what they're trying to do is pre- is create a, a balance where you've got to send in for stuff that's bad but not send off of all and and like I don't disagree with that but I just think they just uh, I just don't trust them to they, I don't trust them to get the decision for whether it's a penalty or not correct so then to add an extra layer onto that okay it's a penalty but is it a sinbinable this this is so fucking convoluted like do you remember Dean Fares hit on Benji's little half brother yes yes well, He's a playmaker. Now, he was fucking ironed out. Because wasn't late, got, though. It wasn't late. No, or, or, he wasn't even or passing high the ball. Yeah. He was just blindsided. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's, that's, that's fine, there. That's nothing wrong with that. Okay, so this is what I'm saying. Blindsiding someone like in possession has never been a foul play. I know. As long as you don't, you know. I know. But blindsiding somebody who is a playmaker yeah. is essentially what they're trying to... Except no, no, kickers. The, yeah, no, but they're still like, yeah, you. This is the thing. It's, that's not a foul. That's not fair. The hit like Farage here wasn't foul play though. I know. So this, it doesn't even. It doesn't. You don't even start the conversation. I know, but I'm saying if that's still allowed. Yeah. Right. How is the same thing a player safety concern? Yeah. Well, I mean, I feel. I guess they feel like if you're running with the ball, blindsided or not. You have a reasonable expectation to 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 anticipate that you're going to be getting impact at some point because you, you you're you're the guy with the ball. That's the way it is. Again, but here's the thing. You, okay, so then say to playmakers, you know, because you look at all. If the you're best kicking ones. a ball, if you're kicking a ball though, 
and you're kicking it, you know, like with your right foot or whatever, and you yep. know, so you, and you're looking down, like down to the left, and you get blindsided when you're in the air or one foot on the ground, yep. and, you know, one leg up in the air, and it's late. And you, I mean, I think uh, kickers have a, a reasonable expectation that sure there'll be pressure put on the kick, uh, but not they're not going to be once they've they've landed, they're not going to get fucking ironed out. When kicks, the long kicks, long. I'm completely fine with. Yeah, okay. But the thing of, well, okay, so I was a playmaker. Why don't you then say that, okay, we're going to have a definitive rule here. Um, if you're hit for two seconds, yeah, if it's more than two seconds since you've released the ball. Yeah, that's probably that, too long because, I mean, I don't think that, even the latest hit would never be two seconds. Um, hypothetically. A second, I right? reckon. Whatever. Yeah. You know, put that in there. Yeah. If you're a kicker, you know, yeah. players, if you're attacking a kicker, if you make contact with that kicker at all, you know, after boot to ball, mm-hmm. Or, you know, in the air or leg up or whatever the fuck it is. Yep. Penalty. But fucking come out and say it categorically. This is what will be a penalty from now on. Yeah. The referees know it. Yeah. This is fucking simple. Yeah. In the NFL, they've got a rule with uh, with the punters and, and, and the place kickers mm. that if you touch their leg, their kicking leg, mm. it's an instant penalty. And, like, there's stuff, there's situations where you've seen guys do these incredible acts to get through the line and yep. block a punt. And as they come in, they block the punt. And as they're coming down, they just brush the like barely brush the toe of the or the studs are like like the, almost imperceptible contact penalty, like anything, anything. Like it's not even you don't have to hit the guy. It's mm. just like that you touch the fucking leg. That's it. And, you, and you, you but know. again, then that becomes a risk reward thing for the team. Yes. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Well, this is the thing. I mean, you get yeah you know, the 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 end the end product is players time their runs better or they make yeah. categorically sure that they're at the kicker and if they don't make the kicker then they're jumping to try and you know yeah. charge down or whatever but they're not well, again you put a charge down as um as restarting the tackle count yeah why would anyone try and charge a fucking ball down of course i'm going to go for the kicker yeah yeah well this thing but the, and, yeah, they're, they're still not they even when you're charging a ball down I, I still think guys push the envelope and their their ultimate goal is to is to rustle the kicker by fucking by putting a hit on them yeah and what they're trying to time is they're just trying to time the legal the most legal time timing in which they can do that and you know and 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 so but it, yeah yeah no I, I hear it, but it's also the other, and you know you do they're not trying to get the, they're not trying to stop the kick per se 100%. i mean because no, very rarely happens. Like exactly. once in once in every ten weeks, you know, might you know might get exactly. charged down or something. Um, it's called the soured technique. You hit them once, yeah, and they're, they're fucked for the rest of the game. Yeah, that's true. The other thing is, and this is fucking gone for so long. Um, you know, except on long kicks, the, you take the kicker out. Yep, and he can't run everyone on side. <clears throat> yeah, you yeah. See, there was a. It was in the Penrith game. Well, Nathan Cleary's put a kick up yep. and he's made the tackle on the receiver. Yeah. And the ref's called fucking in front of the kicker. <laughs> and Nathan Cleary's saying to him, I was a kicker. I kicked the ball. <laughs> How can you be I, I made initial contact. Yeah. He, he can't. <laughs> you know, so uh, fix that shit first before you want to go fucking complicating things. Uh, no referee. Yeah. So it's like, you know, they get, a, they get a lot of stick the old refs, but Fuck, they're not getting a lot of help from... No. They're not getting a lot of help from the administration. Fuck no.
recaps. Uh, the uh, Friday, first Friday, that's right, we had the, uh, the the public holiday weekend, didn't we? So we had a we Friday night, 6pm game was uh, the Panthers 23 defeating the Raiders 22 in Canberra. The Panthers had tries, a double to Peachy, uh, Fari with a try as well. Maloney, two or three conversions, three penalty goals and Cleary with the field goal. The Raiders, the tries to Kotrick, Rapina and Whitehead. Croker, three or three conversions and two penalty goals. Team of destiny. Um, I'll tell you what, the team of the the team of fucking not suicide. The team, oh, fucking hell! Like how? I mean, it's yeah, it's it's been it's been a rough couple of weeks to be a Manly fan, but fuck, I wouldn't trade it to be a Canberra fan for anything in this world. Yeah, taking Bathurst into account, mm-hmm. do you think that we won that game because we are Penrith or because they were Canberra? Yeah, well, because they're Canberra, obviously. Yes, um, <laughs> I mean, this is this is what this is what they do. I mean, they they really really eke out a, eke out a close one, but this one, even for them, this was this was Bathurst esque because yeah. I mean, like this was fucking done and dusted. Yeah, I mean, kick for the corners, blah blah blah, fucking you know, good chase. Exactly. Like there's this was not rocket science. It was yeah. You know- and they didn't. Des- I don't. I feel like they didn't deserve to be in the match-winning position of the game. Anyway, it was fucking mystifying to me how they managed to claw themselves in, in, into that position. Anyway, but um, this game, if you, Penrith had all of the fucking possession and the territory for the first quarter, yeah, the, the, the almost the entirety of it. Yep. And they they did get out to a lead, but then realistically, the first opportunity they had. Yeah, it was Canberra almost like every opportunity, the very few opportunities yeah. that they had, but every one they can. Yeah, exactly. Um, the the thing with with the Raiders, I'm, I'm not sure that they are structured enough to do what you were saying. You know, you you look at all of their their points. They come from your your Austin's doing something remarkable, or your lay partner, or whatever it is. You know, it didn't help them losing fucking BJ. Well, they lost the Lake Parner, didn't they? I mean, because like, like, like Rappiner, he something happened to him. Too. He lost the, he, he fucked his. He's hand done his hammy. Yeah. Um, but that that sort of sums up their season. Like Rappiner's game. Yep. You know, he had two just absolute fucking horrid, shitful, dumb cunt things he was doing. Yeah. But then he's kicking forty twenty. Kicking forty twenty. And you know, boss. scoring fucking tries and, yeah. and that sort yeah. of thing. Um. Coming back from Origin, I'm, I was fairly happy with how Penrith put in. Yeah. Um, you know, especially when when the the players we had were were in such key positions. Cleary certainly enjoyed being back at NRL level, where he can actually you know perform. I thought. <laughs> yeah. Maybe maybe if you get some of his interviews. Yeah. And you speed them up, yeah, and get on Snapchat, yeah, and see if they've got an annoying cunt filter, yeah. He'll sound enough like DCE for you to love him. <laughs> um, but it it just goes back to the, the benefit of having that Maloney Cleary combo, yeah. You know the the fact that well, okay, Maloney can orchestrate and really set this game up and get us to a position where we're tied, and then when it comes down to the field goal positions, yeah, fucking Cleary will take that as well. Yeah. Um, yep. at, at that stage, Canberra were mentally fucking dusted. 
How fucking dumb were the Panthers Which, though when they scored that when that whitehead try happened where it was like Leipana were both injured and so they had uh, I can't remember who, who who the fuck was it it was it was who was the who was the the, the BJ in that in that was it like Sonny um, Ola or something yeah, I, can't, yeah, I, can't, yeah, I mean it was literally the exact same thing the same they always play. do except yeah. with two cunts that were nowhere near as talented. <laughs> um. Yeah, rough for the Raiders. Yeah, you know, but um, it is rough for the Raiders, and I, you know, I, generally speaking, Canberra fans. You know, I've, I've always been cool with Canberra fans. I don't think it's yeah. yeah. Canberra fans are pretty good. Any real fuckheads in the mix, so so I do, I do feel a lot of sympathy, sympathy for them, unlike Parramatta. Um, Solzy zero four said, "Fuck sakes, Raiders fans, stop blaming the refs. It makes you sound like a bunch of whinging cunts." This goes for other teams' fans as well, yeah, of course. Hmm. Um, Look, there was a fair bit of fucking refs faulting going on. There was a fucking lot of refs faulting going on. And I'm not saying it wasn't justified, but it was definitely both ways. Yeah, it, it you know, funnily enough, the refs faulting followed the fortunes of the teams on the field. Exactly. A lot of refs faulting from Canberra in the early stages. Yes. And then there was a lot of refs faulting from Penrith oh, when they thought they were going to lose. Fuck yeah. And, uh, and then when they didn't really, yeah, all of a sudden, oh no, you know. And then we, we won. Oh, we're winning. Jesus, would, what would your refs fault? What sort of fucking person do you have to be to do that? Yeah, exactly. Great. Alpha Ben RL. I mean, this is for you to remember. Ref's fault was almost, it was pretty much invented by a Penrith fan to say it. Um, not the hashtag. The concept of fucking doing nothing but bitch about referees ever. Duh. Um, Alpha Ben RL. What a fucking game. Penrith pulled through out some terrible calls against him. All the Origin players backed up well. Maloney's last kick. Wow. Mm. Okay, uh... Nat and Jay Brader. I might cut up my credit cards, ditch my phone, burn my fingernails, change my license plates and drive off, assuming a new identity is someone who doesn't support the Raiders just to escape the embarrassment. Now the fucking cold's got into your head because you'll be disappointed to know that when police identify you, they don't do it with your fingernail yeah, prints. Yeah, I think you mean your fingerprints. Yes. <laughs> so you've got bloody stumps there for nothing. Yeah. Well Fantasy underscore NRL CEO. The scars of Bathurst have opened up again and my wrist look like Hope Solo. <laughs> <laughs> what did they say? <sighs> across for attention, up for effect. <laughs> <laughs> it was like it's down the river, not across the street. <laughs> um, hey, uh, this weekend's suicide how-to. Whoops. Mitch Jando. A nail-biter of a game, but proud of the boys to pull together for a win. Uh, hashtag uh, stem cells for kick out. Yeah, hopefully it's only a couple of weeks. Solzy, uh, actually Solzy's already had one, fucking uh, heavy underscore Nova. How good is it to see those butterfly clapping dickheads cop a loss like that? <laughs> That'd hurt. <laughs> and then we follow up with Levius. He said, uh, it blows my mind that after the that after this long, these green fuckheads still can't clap in time. It's the same rhythm every home game uses spastics. Even Helen Keller would have caught off by now. <laughs> It is true because I mean, like, it is really impressive when it's done properly, but uh, never, never been done properly in the nation's capital. Uh, um, the the Atlanta Atlanta uh, soccer team they they do it, and you know they don't have crowds of like seven and a half thousand doing it. They have crowds of you know eighty thousand doing it, and it's fucking phenomenal. You know when all these people are doing it at the exact same time, and but yeah, Canberra they, they can't marshal seven and a half thousand people to do it fucking properly. Is- Fucking Raiders establishment. Yeah. Why don't you get a fucking recording of it being done and fucking play it over your loudspeakers? Yeah. Yeah. You know? Then at least then they've got the fucking backing. Yeah. It's. Or why couldn't you have some kind of? Why couldn't you have like the? Do they still have the fucking dude dressed up like a Viking? But the, they got that the mascot walks around the side. 
Why can't they get that cunt to like lead it? You know what I mean? Well, they do have people that lead it. They got the person like you know some celebrity that does it every week, don't they? Yeah, why? But well, like Canberra level celebrity. But yeah, yeah, okay. So, but you think that you think that they'll be able to anticipate and keep in time with the recording where they can't keep in time with someone who's literally they could see the moment their hands are touching. What I'm saying is, play the fucking recording over your stereo, and at least that way it fucking sounds cool on TV. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that works. You've gone for the fact that they're capable of doing it. I've just abandoned all fucking. Well, yeah, I don't. I, yeah, they're handy capable. I believe the term is. Um, Rabbits, 18, defeat the Titans, 16. Up at Hope Solo, down at Hope Solo. Uh, just under 12,000 uh, in attendance. The uh, Rabbits, 18, came from tries to uh, Duahi, Walker and Johnson. Uh, Reynolds, two of three conversions and a penalty goal. And the Titans had points. Uh, tries went to uh, Sammy and a double to Ryan James at two of three conversions to Flash. I'm not, gonna, I'm not even gonna fucking lie. I slept through half this fucking game, but I tell you, the one the one memory that I will I will always tell you, what a fucking dud <laughs> this hip grave cunt <laughs> is is that is is that the worst game in in recent memory or even distant memory? Probably yes. It look there were definitely some some interesting points in the game. Yeah, the <laughs> the Titans came out quick. I think if you want to sum this one up. You look at the difference in in how both teams responded to adversity. South Sydney had to fucking play with Robbie Farrow in their team. Yes. Which is an instant fucking 20-point handicap. An almost insurmountable it, yeah. obstacle to victory. Um, for whatever reason, though, look, he's no cook by any stretch of the imagination. And it's not even like he's gone back like Benji has to, you know, reclaim some past form. Yep. Robbie Farrow is playing a very different style of game. Yep. Um, and I don't know whether that's due to Seabold, whether it's due to fucking reality slapping him or whatever it was. But for the Titans, when there was that fucking Copley Hipgrave bomb try, yep. the Hipgrave should have never fucking been around. Like, he shouldn't have been anywhere <laughs> near that fucking ball. Then you look at the Rabbits, and they had tries disallowed to Burgess and Robbie. Yes. Rightly so. Burgess one was fucking half and half, but they dealt with those much better than the Titans did. When the Rabbits had them denied, you sort of felt like, okay, they've had them denied. Okay, they're back into this now. They're back. Yeah. Whereas when the Titans lost that one, that was, oh, fuck. Because yeah. the Rabbits well, came straight well, back. Why's that? Yeah. Um, the Walker try, I think, was typical of what South are doing well this season. You know, they were obviously a man down at the time. Yeah. But it was an extremely simple play. Very well executed. Yes. You know, um, Walker's quick as shit, and that doesn't happen, though, without his outside men backing up and going with him to make the defence have to slide out and not allow yep. the winger to come in. Yep. Everyone just did their fucking job there, so yep. it was a good exactly. win by South. Poor old fucking Ryan James is the only one, him and Gordon, with any fucking ticker in that club at the moment, though. Ben Dunn, 43. I love how the Titans fans leave the ends empty so the players aren't distracted when looking at the posts. <laughs> uh, DMC Briz. Good commitment from the refs. Ground out the penalties till South scored. All right. Rusty hard up. Does Gold Coast sell out a lipstick or did South bring their own for the kissing? Does that mean they kiss their own dicks? I don't get that. I don't think you get kissed on the dick. I don't think you, 
You bring your own. That's, that's truly, that's what the... Okay. Twill magicians, sometimes you're out, sometimes when you're out, it's more important that you get lucky than the quality of the bird you end up shagging. That's tonight. Hashtag fuck a munter. Hashtag get your dick wet. Hashtag two points. Hashtag sex in a row. Worry about you, son. Cobra burgers. <laughs> Somewhere Laurie Daly was creaming his pants to paprika levels with that Robbie Farrah performance. <laughs> <laughs> and an OG Cook 93 said, if Hipgrave plays first grade ever again, I'll shit in my hands and clap. <laughs> Hashtag chode fingers. <laughs> <laughs> the New Zealand Warriors 34 defeat the Mighty Manly Seagulls 14 at uh, Amy, AMI Stadium in Christchurch and from a pretty decent crowd there of uh, just over 17,000 the What's fucking AMI? I don't know Is that like our Amy with One, one less A? I don't, I, I don't know Someone in Christchurch can yeah, I'm, I'm sure it's a very reputable wonderful company Actually don't I don't give a shit yeah, why do you even bring it up? <laughs> I don't know. Look, this episode is going to be a long episode. Australasian you, you door insurance. <laughs> I can't think any of those cunts with a fucking name start today. Oh, Aragorn, he was the one, mate. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right. Um, fuck, see, look at that. There's another fucking five minutes to bullshit. Um, <laughs> tries to... <laughs> Harley Johnson Toru Harrison hat trick to Fistua. Uh Johnson five of six conversions. Manly had tries to Appy Corusau, Brian Kelly, Hawkinson two of two conversions and a penalty goal. This is this game is almost like a poster child for like the whole stats is bullshit mm. push. Because I don't know what the final stats were because I'm not I'm not a stats person and uh, and primarily and secondly I don't give a fuck. But I'm I'm pretty sure that Manly's completions were fucking both sides' completions, but, uh, but also Manly's completions were fucking phenomenal in this game. But wow, what didn't they do with it? Um, sweet fuck all. I mean, they were in, they were in the game for a large portion, but the Warriors certainly did pull away uh, with with some admittedly spectacular tries. But I mean, there was some very fucking soft shit going on too. I remember a try, one of the tries that busted it open was... Uh, Although I think it was when the Warriors first got the lead. I think it was uh, from Sean Lane, which is the fucking worst. Like, you know, we already mentioned what a dumb footballer he is, but uh, yeah, just with one of the one of the worst defensive reads you're ever going to see. Um, Warriors looked good though. I mean, I feel like they were made to look good by a team that wasn't really defending very well. Um, but I mean, this tour is fucking outstanding. To throw your stats at you, Manly yeah. completed at eighty-eight percent. The Warriors completed at eighty-five. Yeah. Um, Warriors had three more completed sets. How does um how uh, I I don't want to send you on a fucking stats uh, fucking merry-go-round while we're doing the show, yeah. but I mean I wonder like eighty eight's a fucking high complete. I wonder how that stands in the season. I'm sure teams have completed it higher, they, but prob- that's pretty fucking like over eighty minutes. That's a pretty high fucking rate. Yeah, definitely. Um, we we got dusted was was just in. Well, you get dusted. You you, well, you you get you get dusted because you kick because on the last tackle you you're kicking for the sideline and you're exactly. kicking it down the throats of the fucking of the the fullback and and the wingers. Yep. Um, and you know, and on some occasions, like one of those was I think like Mamalo started off with a a big run off one of them in the first half, and uh, in attack they just had nothing. This was a, this was the sort of game where if Manly had any fucking uh, attacking intent on the day. Mm. 
it could this game could have been thirty four thirty or fucking thirty twenty. I mean, it was that kind of yeah. game. The Warriors were the Warriors were, were definitely prepared to fucking concede tries. Um, Manly were just not prepared to fucking score any. I mean, like the last tackle options, they just played. It wasn't even that they were they were bad because they were they were ineffective, but they were just like they were just so fucking. Like they were just sedate. They weren't trying. They weren't trying to score. And uh, you know, they were just. They were just trying. It was like they were trying to complete sets. And um, and I'll you know, I'll take your stats a bullshit comment. Yeah. And say that yes, a lot of the time they can be. Yeah. But if you look at these stats, that yeah, you completed exceptionally well, but then Manly had two line breaks compared to the Warriors. About eight, probably. Five. Okay. There's instantly, well, okay, they're just doing more with it. Yeah, exactly. And that's exactly what it came down to. I mean, I'm not sure what to make of the, the Warriors and like how that sets them up for the run home or anything. I mean, obviously, you know, confidence-wise, I mean, they would have they, they would have loved it. But, I, yeah, I just don't feel like that they were up against a side that was had, had great intent in attack or defense. So um, we'll see how that converts for them uh, when they're playing teams that actually want to be there. Yeah. Um, but, you know, at least they got paid, though. Uh, the whole club, Jack White and style, you know, because it was their home game, they took the Christchurch. I mean, I love it when fucking teams, you know, take home games all over the fucking country. Mm. I, fucking, I fucking love it. Um, Freak09 said, uh, I took Manly's my upset of the week. The only one they're upsetting is me. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking idiot. Uh, D. Matea, complete dismantling of an inferior footy club and motherfucking crew. Hodko and DCE, worst kick tennis players in history. Yeah, the fucking boys. Hashtag, let's go on Warriors. Funny thing, I didn't realise this until, until I was accumulating tweets for the show. And you know how you got the, the hashtags for the clubs and they mm. throw like a little emoji on there to, yeah. you know, afterward? Let's go on Warriors must be the official hashtag of the Warriors this year. Fucking stop it. Because it had put the it put the Warriors like he's done that hashtag and it had the little Warriors icon after it. So yeah, so, so it must have yeah. Um. <laughs> Fuck at this rate, within five years it'll be hashtag Warriors suck balls. <laughs> suck balls, and, and next year, oh wait, two thousand and nineteen Tigers in decline is the official fucking hashtag of the West Tigers. Um, yes. Rest fault, the official hashtag of Penrith. Um, <laughs> I am a warrior. Just being a warrior suck balls. <laughs> Best state of origin team. Who cares if we keep putting games like together like that? Thanks for bringing the game down to Christchurch. And uh, Paul Mack under 78 said, uh, underscore 78 said, I, w- I get the NRL want to expand the game in New Zealand, but taking a Seagulls game to Christchurch, haven't those poor souls suffered enough in the last few years? Tell me about it. It's not the NRL's initiative to take the game there, though. It's uh, it's manly CFO's idea because they paid lots of money to fucking uh, sell out your home crowd. Um, the Roosters 18 defeated the Knights 16 at McDonald Jones in Newcastle. Great crowd of just over 18,000. The Roosters 18 tries to Luke Keery and a double to Fergie Ferg. Mitchell, two or three conversions. The Knights 16 came from tries to Sione Matautia, Callum Ponga, and uh, two penalties and two conversions to Ponga on top of that. Yeah, Mitchell showed his uh, his value in the, the first try. Like, that, that was just... It, I'd like to say it, it was English like Yeah. In just in the Well he is the next GI, you know. He is. Maybe um, he already is GI now. He's the GI now. <laughs> Look at me. <laughs> Look at me, Greg. Look at me. <laughs> I'm the GI now. I'm the GI now. <laughs> English is like Can I get that in writing? Okay, great, thanks. 
Him, him and him, they're yours. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, reaches in his pocket and he, he flicks out like, yeah, goes through his billfold and puts out like another, like yeah, a couple of crisp hundreds and goes, and this is for any other ones that pop up along the way. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> um, the, the thing is, though, that the Knights and, well, while they've been up and down this year, for them, for them without their key off-season recruit yep. to go up against the Roosters, who you would say had the, you know one of the more positive off-season recruitment drives yep. and, and was the reason that, that their recruit was unwanted. To, to go up against that team and, and come out two points behind, yep. they showed a fuckload of ticker in this one. Like, you know, people like Slade Griffin. Yeah. Like that, that tri-saver that, that he just came out. And that's, it, it's an all-or-nothing play. Yep. You know, if he doesn't hit that, then all of a sudden they're in numbers trouble and yeah, open up. And he looks, yeah. Then Isaac Liu gets held up. It, the, the Knights just really seem to have that ingrained in them now that if we go down, we're going to go down making them hurt. Yep. You know? um, for the Roosters, it they've got all the talent out wide in the back. They've got, you know, Teddy's in career best form. Um, Latrell Mitchell's outstanding. Kiri's, you know, probably in. I would say in the top top three support players. Yep. In the game at the moment, I, I don't know what they're doing with their forwards. You know, they they had this forward pack who, whilst they were never ever going to be the the best of the best, it, you have no idea what you're going to get each week. And this year, especially when that, that side of things has become so dominant, the teams on top are, are the ones whose forwards are getting in week out and, and really winning that battle. Um, the, the Roosters can't guarantee anything for themselves for the rest of the season if they don't fix that and fix the effort that's coming out of that forward pack. Yep. The, uh, where are we? Alpha Ben, uh, Alpha Ben RL. Another great game. Um, Actually, no, fuck that. It's wrong, the wrong game, so you don't get up there. Joshua, 1980. Worst game since 1908. <laughs> <laughs> Three points to Todd Greenberg. Two points to the company that makes the whistles. And one point for the kid in the front row. We'll never go back to a game again. <laughs> Fantastic. Hey, speaking of kid in the front row, you see you saw that thing that I retweeted the other, the other day about um about old mate fucking uh, Samet. Yeah. How good is that? I wish players did that more often. Mm-hmm. You don't see it really happen. I mean, you see, like, you know, Thurston gives his, gives his headgear to kids and, and that sort of thing. But, like, for him to identify, you know, the, the, you know like, oh, this kid's his first game he's ever been to. So yep. he's like, fucking, I'm going to make this kid, like, feel like a fucking yeah. king. I mean, that, and, and like, you know, in the, in, the, in the big scheme of things, yeah, it's one kid. But just that, the mentality that, you know, the type of person that would do that sort of thing, mm. fucking top bloke. Yeah, fuck yeah. You know where he comes from. Well, you know, he needs to. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, he, I'll just take one look at his bare chest, and I know, where, I know where he comes from. I can, I can, I can fucking narrow it down to a pretty fucking small radius. No. <laughs> Terrible at selecting tattoo artists, but he's a fucking top, top like champion that, that, for that the, is, the future fans. That is a Wallace nut level of culture. <laughs> where are we, oh mate? Uh, Cow dog blue. Following the knights is so frustrating. Courageous defense for thirty minutes, then a dummy half blindside try. Eels 20, defeat North Queensland Cowboys 14 in Darwin. Crowd of just under 8,500 in attendance. The Eels 20, this is a very surprising game. A double to Jared Hayne. 
George Jennings and Michael Jennings also with tries. Gutho, two or four conversions. Uh, the Cowboys, 14. Had tries to Felt, Twala and Scott. And Thurston, one of three conversions. You're right. It was surprising. When I, when, like, I, I, I thought, you know, okay, the Cowboys are probably going to win. Mm. And then it's like Jared Hayne makes his return. I'm like, well, now I feel better in that. <laughs> But for uh, for Jared Hayne to return and actually play a a very good contributing role to the success of his side, mm. that's that hasn't happened since two thousand and nine. Oh yeah, well yeah, it hasn't happened since a, since a preseason practice game for the San Francisco 49ers. Yeah, well there, there was that. What was that Origin series we won? Was that was that pre NFL or was that post NFL? Had to be free. That had to be pre. If it was the one we won, it was 2014. So where he where he was there and he was just like everyone was like, oh fuck, is he back? Is he back? Is he back? Anyway. Um, oh well, that was the game one last year where he was like in the is he back? Yeah, shit too, remember that was one where he did the, yeah. the stand up on the fence for the crucifix try and, like that series. Yeah, and every, everything after that was just no look passes. Everything after that was just so, absolute dog shit. Yeah, yeah, you know, fool, fool me once, shame on you. Yeah. We'll, we'll see how he goes this week. Yeah. Um, fool, fool, fool me twice if I can yeah. get booked overseas for rape. <laughs> it, uh, yeah, again, Parramatta is one of those teams. You you look across them and, and most of the components are there. You've you've got players who have had success, mm-hmm. won premierships, yep. been representative level players, mm-hmm. who you would think most clubs would love to have, even if it is that sort of old dog role as they bring in new blood. Yeah. Then they've got your your Frenches and your Guthos who are in, you know, sort of purple patches of their career in terms yeah. of individual form, and and then you got those forwards who last year were were just punching above their weight yep. every single fucking week. Yep. Um, coming up against a, a, a deflated Cowboys was, was probably a benefit for them, but I, if I was a Parramatta fan. That would be what I expect as base level. That that yeah. performance, whilst it wasn't perfect, that's what I'd be expecting at base level. Yeah. Um, from the Cowboys' point of view, what are your thoughts? If, if you're there, do you hook Thurston based on... He played fucking amazingly the week before. Well, based on their post-origin form last year, yeah, yeah. which essentially ran them... Yeah, cause they were, yeah, and he wasn't there. He played no part in it, yeah. Because he was out after the second game of Origin. What do you do? Well, I mean, they're never going to fucking... This is like this. This is never any way that they're going to sit down Thurston. No fucking way. No. <sighs> That's Jonathan Thurston. I mean, I I don't even think it's like... I don't even think you say, oh, there's only a few players who would have that privilege. There's a lot of fucking players. There's almost the, the, the long-standing experience halves in every fucking club would have trouble getting stood down I mean they'll stand they'll they'll, they'll bench uh, like a kid who's like you know first year in or something like that like think about the storm like you know when they who was it there was a Croft that they Croft. yeah yeah like that's you know, I, they'll, you know they'll, they'll, they'll bench him Latrell got benched yeah but Latrell's only like what second year I in know. too you know what I mean I like, know you know these these are young guys but I mean you're you're never gonna see Cronk get fucking benched you're never going to see JT get benched. I want to say Cameron that, Smith's never getting benched. I want to say Not that there was a high-profile hooking recently. Fuck, anyway. But if, no, if, like something that's completely removed from any behavioural influence. I'm, I'm not talking just, about hooking him during the game. 
No, I mean, you're, you're starting from the bench all the rest, rest in him. I'm saying, saying to him, John, you, you know, we're okay. We, we need to see if this works. Do you sit down and have the conversation? Same That's life. the kind of conversation that, um, you know, we'll have Thurston, you know, appearing on a podcast in 2022, telling everyone what a cunt Paul Green is. <laughs> and what a fuckwit Michael Morgan is. <laughs> yeah. And how much he loves having cocaine after grand final wins. <laughs> that was one it thing. Just, that was the one thing that brought my thing. He also talked about an incident where they where someone bought after a grand final. I can't remember if it was after two thousand seven grand final loss or two thousand eight win. And someone brought fifty cheeseburgers to the, the apartment where they were all partying afterwards, and they were just flinging them at the reporters and stuff that were downstairs waiting outside. And he said, "Oh, yeah, there was no one. No, the fucking no one was hungry at that party." <laughs> So you know what you know what he's talking about, right? Don't. <laughs> we'll take it offline. <laughs> okay. It's um somehow we've ended up back on fucking manly. No, please proceed. But, um, you want to fucking you want you want to shunt you want to shunt Thurston out of the club? No, 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 not at all. I'm I'm just saying if you were the coach. Yeah, no fucking what, way. No what more has to happen though? I just think there are. I th- there are just other, there are other avenues that need to be explored, and not in terms of like lineup. I think maybe in terms of like role playing and in within the within the side and, and things like that. And uh, you know maybe well, you know, maybe you could get him to step back a little bit or something, or you know he have one side and you know talking you know, about role playing. You want him to turn up and say he's got a special delivery I for him, you. I want, him, I, want him, I want him to turn up like you know just 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 like a teddy bear. The, um... <laughs> Yeah, it just seems that, like that that Cowboys club. They, yeah. When they were heading towards their premiership, yes, there was really never any talk about players leaving, players going, players this, players that. Yeah. Can you remember any new signings they've made? Oh, look, not off the top of my head. It's late though. You know, doesn't mean they haven't. They lost Tamau after that. Yeah, um, and they lost Ponga on the way out. They lost Ponga on the way up. Well, that again, not even losing him. It was just Newcastle had. Newcastle money. Yeah, yeah. Anyone was going to lose it. If Newcastle came, came looking for one of your players. Yeah. But um, I'm almost suggesting that they, they're waiting for him to go. He's got to be eating up that much of their fucking cap. Yep. So. I just don't feel like that sentiment's there at all. (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, he Nor did. do I think it should be. I mean, like he's in, a, he's in a little bit of rut, but he played fucking great last week. So. He did. I'm, I'm just talking long term. Like he delivered to them their maiden premiership, and, and yep. that's fantastic. And he's a hero of the town, and yada yada yada. Yep. Do you think he sticks around North Queensland once he finishes? Uh, oh, I mean, he's going to be. He, he would have been up there for a fucking long time. Yeah. It's not like he's a guy. It's not like he's a, he's a, he's a player who, who spent the last three years of his career like one contract at a, in a town. I mean, I would imagine. No, I'm saying. Do you think he moves to Brisbane and takes up a fucking Channel Nine job? Well, or does he, I mean, like you'd think his family would be relatively established up there too, as well. You know, like you know, kids and schooling and blah blah blah. So I don't, I don't know if he, because you don't, he doesn't need to live in Brisbane to to have a Channel Nine job. Yeah, oh, look at Andy. Ray- Andy Raymond lives at fucking Noosa, and he's flying down to he's doing sideline and games all weekend in Sydney and the rest of it. Jesus fuck, right? Like you don't need to be, you know. You don't yeah, okay. Fair point. 
I mean, Ed Cavalier was living in Melbourne and fucking flying up in Brisbane mm. doing ra- morning radio for fucking years. <laughs> so it's like, like you don't have to live yeah. in a place. I mean, planes planes are inexpensive and they, you know, flights are inexpensive and you can, you know, and, and don't take a lot of time in within that this country. Yeah, so, good point. Yeah, I don't. I don't think he'd move. And also, I mean, being the the, the premiership delivering messiah, I mean, you, you get a lot away with a lot of shit. Yeah, you, know, you when do. You're in a, into a little place like that you too, do. you know. So, uh, so yeah, I don't think your your uh, your your plan to getting kicked out of North Queensland. Oh, no, I'm dropped out of the club. And, I, I was just surprised this week. You know, you look at the the Queensland dominance yeah. era and all the players that have retired. Yeah, the Storm are realistically the only club with one of those players that that did remotely well. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, quick tweets, Voodoo Rock. Prayer circles for everyone tonight. Yes. Sharks 24 defeated the, the Tigers 16 at a Reclaim Australia Stadium. Crowd of just over 13,000. 24 points to the Sharks came from Try to Gal. Valentine Holmes, Edric Lee, and Ramian. Tigers 16 came from tries of Elijah Taylor and Lolo Hayer. Masters 2 of 2 conversions and uh, 2 of 2 penalty goals. And sorry, Chad Townsend 3 of 4 conversions and a penalty goal. This one's yours. I was shoving Yumcha into my face while this was happening. Oh, really? I'm more interested in Yumcha. Look, this was a. This, <laughs> this, this, was, a, this, was, a, this was a good perfor- This was a good performance from the Sharkies. I mean. The Tigers got to got to the stage where they they were, they were looking they were looking great. Um, went in with a lead, and and you know the Sharks traditionally they haven't been a. I mean, the, the, my perception anyway, for as much as I pay attention to the Cronulla Sharks, they're not a massive come from behind club. Um, their style of play generally doesn't lend itself to chasing mm-hmm. points so much. But on this occasion, unless points is the name of an Arab kid. On this occasion, and you know, maybe, maybe the 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 referees had some. I don't want to say that. I don't want to say, but maybe, maybe there was some. Com- yeah, they were complicit in it. Some in some, <laughs> but perhaps there was some liability from the referees <laughs> uh, when uh, I think it was Cheekham uh, cops some time in the sim bin, and it was like. I don't know. It was one of those ones where, like, the the refs had it. You know, there's been X amount of penalties, and you know, mm-hmm. I just didn't feel like it had been like that rapid succession that usually precedes that sort of thing. Yep. But um, you know, the game the game was changed. Uh, the Tigers, the, sorry, the, the Sharkies had a very good second half, um, dominated the old Tig Pies, and uh, in the end, the Tigers' lack of ability to generate attack. Yeah. Is uh, once again it's costing. Them. I mean, you know, the defense is still fine. It's not like what it was. It's not, it's not like what it was early in the season, but it's still like you know, yeah, it's, it's still fine. I mean, the intent, everything's still there, but they just need to. They just need to find points. And I mean, I see that you know, with the selections this week, they've made some changes to you know what they think will mix things up. You know, I, I don't know how it will really. Uh, I don't know how it'll help, but yeah, that's the big, the biggest problem. The, uh, again, they they couldn't find the points, the sh- and the Sharks did play against type, and they did a great job of coming back. And uh, yeah, at this stage, the Tigers are overachieving. So I- Ivan's got yeah. some fucking cred up him to mix shit up and this and that, and yeah, you know, so yep. Uh, and and uh, as a lot of people on Twitter gleefully uh, realised that put the Tigers. Into, no. ni- into ninth place. So there we go. Uh, Devon Head was the first one he did. Here we see the West Tigers in their natural habitat. <laughs> the Tigers in decline. Uh, Special K. 
online. Well, that was easy. Just tied into climate and there. Jared underscore Hunt. Yes, another loss. I'm so glad we remember we're about declining. I mean, it's not fun watching your team succeed. Hashtag top of the bottom eight. <laughs> Biggest Tiger. Congratulations on the win, Special K Online. Maybe to send me a small bag. I'm still trying to finish the Roosters Cox from last week. Um, JSJ Hogan. The Tigers have proved the third law of football. For every incline, there is an equal and opposite decline. Uh, Newton's third law there. Uh, Ma underscore Aaron. With all the brainless shit I've seen Gallon do this game, I can understand why Flanagan is thinking that Aaron Woods is the perfect replacement. Look, Gal was Gal did a lot of Gallon stuff, but I mean, you know, he also scored a try, and I think he fucking I think he laid one on as well. So, mm. you know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna give him that much shit. Uh, the uh, Melbourne Storm 32 defeated the Brisbane Broncos 16 down the Korean housewife crowd just over 17,000 in attendance. The Storm had tries to a young Tonomapaya. Uh, Wanda Sykes, Munster, Vooney, and uh, Jerome Hughes. Cameron Smith, 5 of 5 conversions and a penalty goal. The Broncos, 16, came from tries to Isako, Boyd, and Kahu. Isako, 1 of 3 conversions and a penalty goal. Yeah, it was a very good start by the Broncos. In fact, I, I remember seeing someone someone that we know you know, on Twitter saying, like, oh, here we go, the Broncos have got the opportunity to really run up a score here. In, uh, in in the in the the uh, shit takes of shit takes that don't age well. <laughs> Fucking hell. Um, well, yeah, you know, any team has the opportunity to run up a score, especially when you get. But, off but to, it was a it was a very a two point head start. It was a very good a very good uh, very good start. And man, not the entire first half was it, but I mean, it was like mostly you know, it was a very good first half from the it, Broncos. Yeah, it, it was a, a much. They looked to to definitely be ahead in terms of the momentum of the game. Yeah. Um, and the second half started the same. You know, Melbourne through and. And Gunny was held up, whereas normally you, you yep. back him to, to score from there. But you talk about turning points, and, and I don't know if I'm remembering this incorrectly, but every year I like to to reminisce that Origin players go back to their club and you know a few of them just go next level good, which I hadn't really seen a lot of this week. Yep. Um, Josh Adokar, I, yes. I think, is this year's Origin beneficiary because the... The way he played was was with more intent. Yeah, I guess. Then you always say the the play where the kick was put in, and and it was a beautiful fucking kick, perfect kick. And Adokar ran up and and belted fucking Darius and yep. and knocked him back and out and all the shit. That was when the storm clicked. That was when they were back to that whole, okay, he fucking does his job well, and then they do their job well, and that gets us where we need to be, and then everybody else pitches in and gets us over the line. Yep. And it's almost like that reminded them that, oh, yeah, when we do this, we just fucking score points. You know, no one's a fucking individual superstar. Once, they, once just, they clicked, though, yeah. like, it, they, they were, and, and, like, even, like, fucking Suli was having, like, a fucking shocker. Yeah. But then when it all started to happen, everyone come everyone came together. Munster scored the you know a, a very easy try, soft soft defence from uh, yeah. from Boyd among others. And then uh, and then Vooney comes up with the fucking big the big play to score his try. Yeah. And, and, and then at that point it was just all too late. See what though, if you freeze frame that Munster try, yeah. And just go click click click. You can see the exact second. That Darius retired from representative football. <laughs> you really can. It, um, you know, I know Darius has got a lot of fans at the Broncos. 
Yeah. And that he has no fans in, or in people the, that appreciate in, him in, anywhere else. In the Cogra region or, or, um, or the Hunter especially. But, you know, that, that all you want from your players is effort. Yep. You know, all you would want is for him to attempt a tackle, not to just fucking grasp at air. Yep. As Munster goes through. Yeah, it 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 was a it was a uh, oh, it was like woods <laughs> woods esque. Yeah, you know, yeah. What is that? Bryce Cartwright? No, like I wouldn't say that's he pulled harsh. out. Yeah, he didn't pull out. Like he's a cunt, but that's yeah. fucking harsh. Yeah, okay. But um, what is it? Can you not move fast enough? Are your fucking knees sore? Well, remember at the start of the season, it looked like he was just fucking shot, like his hammies yeah. or whatever it was. He was just, or in the, in the way he finished That's last it. season, yeah. I mean, his, his hammies were shot. I mean, is there still? He's looked a lot be- better, and I mean, like, like the last two weeks, he's looked pretty good. But well, he's not looking hesitant whenever he moves. Yeah, yeah. You know? But um, yeah, that that was was not good. Uh, Cavernous hope. Rugby league is great when the Brisbane Broncos suck. Word to that. Uh, life is a Thido. I'm glad Nelson Asafa Solomon got the bright yellow hairspray, so now I'll be able to find him when he goes missing for 75 minutes every match. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, like when you're pretty much the biggest cunt on any field that you fucking. I mean, like he's pretty much the biggest cunt on the field, no matter who they're playing or. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he doesn't have to fucking go fancy dress as Stan to <laughs> to, to stand out. You know what I mean? Fuck. Uh, under. <laughs> Underscore, you know, you, you, you know your, your Twitter handle, Egg Council. So I was watching a show about a past-their-prime horse trying to relive the glory da- days yet failing. I then turned off BoJack Horseman and saw the storm fuck the Broncos up. Hashtag Brisbane BoJacks. Hang uh, on, just... Okay, yeah. the way that fucking works is you say, I was watching a show about a past-his-prime horse trying to relive former glory days. Mm-hmm. Then I turned off the Broncos game and turned on Bojack Horseman. Yeah. That's how that joke works. Yeah. Don't look, you know. The guy's the, the he's, he's changed his name to U N D A underscore S C O R three. I'm just fucking concerned. I'm just saying right? you're expecting too much. Well, no. <laughs> this cunt's defending our fucking country. And if he's captured and interrogated, I don't want him to confuse in the handbook. Don't give up secret information. With just, with just <laughs> you know, yeah. attention to detail. Yes. Thank you for your service. Rishi, underscore Rishi. I do hope Darius doesn't record a missed tackle for that effort during one of the storm tries today. No way he was trying to make one. It's just like unemployment figures don't include people not actively seeking work. That's Darius. <laughs> uh, Seagull Spur. The Broncos are the Adidas of the new of the NRL this one, these days. A big and recognised brand that doesn't quite have what it takes to be number one. <laughs> That's a, spe- a specifically targeted tweet at our buddy Mr. Wars, uh, Kevin underscore Cook ninety nine. I'm making my fuck the refs debut. Fuck the refs and fuck Melbourne. <laughs> <laughs> fuck. I don't think the Broncos have too much to complain about on yeah. that front. Uh, the Dragons. Oh, look, it, it wasn't they got a lot to complain about. It was. Just that the a lot of the fifty fifties that they would get at Suncorp and have gotten this well, yeah, year, yeah, they, they didn't get. They, I mean, the ref didn't even look at their dick, let alone kiss. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, the all the times Darius was put back into touch or at the end goal, fucking grass was wet. He slid. Yep. And I mean those uh, and the, and those uh, those Amy Stadium goalposts. Mm. They. They got no love for the fucking Broncos. No. Them bitches ain't loyal. (laughs) (laughs) 
the uh, Dragons 18 defeat the Bulldogs 16 uh, at ANZ crowd. Good crowd, just over 21,000. And uh, the Dragons 18 tries to Aitken, Sims and uh, McDonald. With it, one of three conversions and a couple of penalty goals. The Doggy 16 came from tries to Elliot, Hopper Jr. and Brett Morris. Mumbai, two of three conversions. This goes back to what I was saying about the dogs. I said, I don't know what to make. You know, a couple of weeks ago, I said, I don't yeah. know what to make about the dogs. It's like they've got no talent to score points or really, you know, or win a game. But they've fucking, like, it It would be hard as a fan of theirs. You, it'd, be, it'd be absolutely infuriating to see them aimlessly not being able to score points. But at the same time, you go, oh, fuck, they leave it out there. Mm-hmm. I mean, they they put in work. Yeah, they do. They're not. They're not shirking shit. They, I mean, they are. They're trying very hard. No, no one gets a twilly for a toiler. Yeah, that's true you know? too. Um, Perhaps we should have a new category: twilly toiler year. I don't know who'd win it, but I say yeah. <laughs> well, he can't be the toiler if he's going to be like you know the the next level fucking. Why? That's how good he is. I still, I, I would have thought you'd you'd rather him be the revelation or you know the player of the year or something. Well, yeah, he'll get those too. But he toils to get them. Yeah. I um, think the toiler would be more like, you know, like a, the, the person who's doing the work but not getting the recognition. No, it's not recognition. It's that, you know. The dogs are toiling, but they're not getting any payment for their toil. Oh, uh, yeah, Isaiah Yeo's getting plenty of payment for his toil. Damn straight. He's getting fucking deep throat blowjobs <laughs> for three hours every fucking week. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah the, one thing though, and again, I said a lot of tonight's fans to dogs fans, they they're not getting worse. Yeah, I, I don't think you could say the dogs are getting worse. There's some areas that definitely aren't getting better. I don't think they're getting worse. I mean, because like, they've had games where they capitulated at yeah. times. I mean, they're, they're actually putting into like 18, 80 minute efforts where they're kind of. In positions to snatch this game, I and mean, even in this game, who was it? Was that was Montoya when they made that break down the the right hand side? And I mean, sure, it was a fucking calamity, and and, he, and he's like, he had a guy in support. He you know, probably the move. I mean, the 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 Dragons did well to position the to position the defenders in between the in the in between the player backing up, but you know, perhaps the play there is to you know send a kick towards the post and and just make a foot race and just see if one of the guys can get there. Instead, he kind of does two fifths of fuck all and gets yeah. bundled into touch. <laughs> you know, look, it, it's and it's a, a fantastic point you raise. That's the sort of thing. And as much as as Vinavalo probably hadn't had the season he wanted at the Storm, yeah, you know that that's a situation that Bellamy trains them for. Yeah, because you see that in the wingers when when they're put in that that situation. Yeah, that's their their first instinct. Yeah, you know, kick back inside. Um. But it, it, I mean, it, it seems like for wingers. I mean, that's what they do anyway. Yeah, so they constantly drill. It's like it's like even if they're not, even yeah. if they don't do it successfully, if they fuck the kick up or whatever, mm. that's what they're thinking. That never yes. went through this. That never went through his motherfucker's head for one second. But okay, here's the thing, and just to put it out there, so everyone realizes when talking about rugby league players, we we understand that that it's fucking hard. Like whatever you do, if you're a fucking yes. house painter, go and try and do what you do. After you fucking run 12 kilograms in sprint intervals, yep. see how fucking good your painting is then. Yep. But that's where the good teams and the good coaches excel. It's what they do when they're fatigued, under pressure, and they've got to make a snap decision. Yep. And and the dogs, unfortunately, make poor ones. 
They're also making poor ones almost every fifth tackle. You yeah. look at their points, and you know the Elliot's try it was a fantastic try because it didn't have any fucking playmaker involved. Yep, it was just a good old fashioned okay. The defenders are going out like we're spreading. The fucking forward straightens up, and there he goes over untouched. Yep. You talk about stats being bullshit. You you do look at this one. You go fuck the dogs were good. They were very disciplined. They only gave away six penalties. Unfortunately, two of those were right at the end, within mm. kicking distance. Yeah. When they were fucking two points in front. Uh, yes. So. Yes. I agree. Uh, Broken Chapo, I've seen some dumb shit on the rugby league field in my time, but nothing as fucking dumb as Montoya getting tackled in touch. Hashtag the dumbest cunt. Yeah. I've seen plenty of shit more dumb than that. I mean, I'm sure that we can think of more dumb, yeah, worse shit that happened yeah. this, this we're way We're in around. a year where a cunt played the ball the wrong way. <laughs> exactly. And I mean, that's one of those beautiful, like, Halley's Comet fucking things. Yeah. You know, it doesn't come around every season. Um, J.S. Hogan, another week, another loss. Yes, we suck at fifth tackle options in our edge defence. It's a bit iffy, but the fact the boys tried right up to the 80th minute will give me hope that a win will come soon. Hashtag, there is always next week. Uh, GT351 underscore Johns, a tough loss. Started poor, but put in good effort. Bit of bad luck and a tough call. Uh, oh, here we go. It's one of these ones where it's not grammatically legible. Um... <laughs> A tough call as well. When when uh, when you're, mm, I'm going to insert a word there. He's left a word out. When you're uh, down on your luck, when you're losing, that's the way it goes. Please proofread your shit. Uh, the Twill Gronk said a very brave performance by Alex Twal. He really stood up today. The last oh, that's actually that's the wrong fucking game. It's Tigers sorry, game. yes, Tigers game. Whoops, sorry about that. Uh, Twill Gronk underscore JDHD. We could have put ninety on the dogs and it wouldn't have made up for what happened last year. Still nice though, and that's referring to the uh, the, the choking exit of the dragons mm. from the competition. Previews kicking off Thursday night football's back, and it's the eels taking on the rabbitos at ANZ Stadium. Uh, as far as the eels are concerned. Uh, Manu Ma'u returns to the starting row, and um, we've got the Rabbitohs. Okay, so they had their, their origin cadre were rested. They returned, so that's Inglis, Cook, Crichton, and Gay Guy. That's some massive fucking ins. I mean, even though they, go, they were going you know, well anyway, but um, they'll send Murray and Dwayhe to the bench, and uh, look, I mean, like... Yeah, Parramatta Eels, they, they improved. Yeah, they, they, they showed some signs up there in Darwin. This uh, Rabbitoh side is already working the new system beautifully. Yes. But now they've got, like, the strike fucking centres. Well, not so much gay guy. At club level, he's he's doesn't really put in. But um, you got got uh, Inglis and, you know, the, the man of the hour, Damien Cook back. Mm-hmm. See, it just uh, I did love that about this year's Origin series. That? The Melbourne Storm had fucking wrecked it previously, but it does seem much more to be back to that whole mate ver- mate versus mate thing. We got players from both states going back to the one club instead of just yeah New yeah. South Wales players going back to a couple of clubs and yeah. Queensland going back to Melbourne and Brisbane. Yep, yep. Um, yeah, I, I don't think there's any way that that Parramatta dominate enough field position in this game to win. Yeah. Um, unless the rabbits absolutely fucking capitulate and go back to 2017, Burjoy. Yeah, that, that Parramatta just won't be in a position to score. 
which is unfortunate after the, the game they had last week to come up against one of the form teams. Um, I think South's roll this one easy. Agree. And my notes have just, uh, screens just turned off. Okay, here we go. Cowboys take on the Warriors, the uh, pub slot Friday game, 6 p.m., up at 1300 teeth. This is a tough one. Okay, so Morgan comes back into the side. Coots dropped. I mean, he drops back. Morgan will go to go to his uh, recently, you know, new role of uh, return to fullback. Mm-hmm. Linnett replaces O'Neill in the back line. Uh, Winterstein's out. Uh, Bowen Javid on the wing, and um, Scott Bolton returns back. Uh, so he'll be starting in the in the front row. The Warriors, pretty much the same as last week, but I think. Um, Tuvasa Shek is going to return from injury. If not, it'll be uh, it'll be Hiku. He's been named, yeah. Yeah. Fuck, it's just this is tough because I mean it's traditionally, although not so much this year, it's traditionally been a, a happy hunting ground for mm. the Cowboys, and the Warriors are traditionally a side that doesn't really perform on the on the big trips. Um, this is pretty much an optimal Warriors team. Yeah, it yeah, is. You it reckon? Is, yeah. Um, I just feel like some of the I just feel like their most optimal performances I've come when they've act, haven't been no fielding. Johnson yeah yeah, yeah. Um, look I'm gonna go to the Warriors because you have to go the form yeah you, you do have to follow the form you do. but there's just there's a lot of question marks in this game that make me uh, you know I wouldn't be surprised if it went the other way put it that way yeah um, I'm I'm not sure the Cowboys are the sort of team that have the scramble defence necessary to shut down a Warriors team completely. Yeah, and, and uh, I mean, and they've got less points in this year as well. But yeah, yeah, okay. I'm I'm feeling I'm feeling better about my pick now for the Warriors. Uh, the Panthers take on the Roosters at Allianz Friday night game, the eight o'clock slot. I saw a tweet from Beer Boy. One or two, I'll make Clevo. And he said it was something. No, it was always a tweet. It was on Facey, and he said that um, when Sexpo is on, mm-hmm. and the Roosters are playing, and the Roosters are playing at Allianz, they're undefeated. <laughs> so, so put everything you've got on the Roosters to win. <laughs> so Sexpo's on. I guess. Nice. I wasn't aware. I mean, nice. you know, no reason to. I guess. I mean, I'm not flying down to Sydney just for Sexpo. Yeah, it's overrated. Yeah. It, they get a bunch of stuff, right? And they put the word dick or pussy in front of it. Yeah. And sell it for a markup. Yeah. Like there's these fucking... Oh, so it's like bridal expos and everything. So exactly. instead of dick or pussy, it's like, you know... <laughs> yeah. There's these, you know, you see there's travel shavers or things that, you know, ladies can use to do their eyebrows. Yeah. Or, so you put the word pussy in front of it mm-hmm. and sell it for three times the price. Yeah. So. Capitalism. Mm-hmm. Um, Penrith really need to step up in the forward battle here. Uh, they they were good last week, but it's where they've been winning matches and winning them dominantly. Yeah, uh, it, it's a really good opportunity for this forward pack to get back together, uninterrupted week. Get in and say, okay, we we've got to make up for kick out not being there. Yep, but we've got to make a point to these roosters. Um, the roosters are far too dangerous and got far too many points in their back line any sort of fuck-ups or defensive lapses. Yep. So Penrith can win the game. I think um, Penrith will win the game. Yeah, you said that about Canberra too. Without question. So, what did I say about Canberra? You said that we should have put a million on them. Yeah, but you did win though. Yeah, we won. I mean, why are you worried about small shit like the margin? 
so was closer than I anticipated. I mean, the result was still the same. Fuck. <laughs> now I've got to pick the margins as well as pick all the winners. I fucked you. Don't wish to me about how long for. The result was still the same. <laughs> oh, I just feel like, I mean, yeah, just, just look, take the winning tip. I mean, I'm, I'm not telling you what the margins to pick. I mean, you, well, I did tell you that manly game against the storm, but I mean, other than that, I'm not telling people when to, when to do the margins. Mm-hmm. Um, now, where are we next? The doggies take on the Titans at Belmore Saturday afternoon, 3 p.m. This is a, a, a great a great chance for the doggies to pick up two points. They're playing at Belmore. Yeah, but you know. Oh no, that, that that doesn't mean anything. They almost lost to the Knights there last year in Reynolds' last game. Yeah, and Reynolds had to like you know pull out some yeah. cl- some cl- like you know, he was tripping people and all sorts yeah, of shit. Yeah, and and the Knights lost that game more so than the Dogs won it. Yes, so. correct. Um, fucking hell. Flip a coin. Is Nathan Pete's mum going to be there? Because I better fucking pick the Titans if she is. She's pretty fucking reactionary, that lady. Yes. Because that's what I'm saying. I, I mean, like anyone who's going to go at a run at a journalist, I'm, I'm, you know, fairly on board with it because generally speaking, yep. they're fucking parasites and they and they make shit up, or they're just like you know push to whatever their agenda. However, I didn't feel like there really was so much of a. It was just really saying, like, you know, Nathan Peace didn't didn't, mm-hmm. didn't do, you know, zero runs or whatever in the, you know, in that game, you know, yeah. third game or whatever it was. It was just really just, like, straight stats. He wasn't saying anything. There was no commentary really around it. No, not at all. It was really just bigging up Damien Cook. Yeah. And she's just fucking hit the roof about it. Yeah. So, and she seems to be like, all oh, these, you know, hurtful things. Relax. I mean, you know, I know, you know, he's your son and everything, okay. I get it. Well, you you know, maybe sh- maybe you just need to go home and remind him that he's not Robbie Farrer. And the mean old fucking journalist can't hurt him anymore. But yeah, yeah I'm going to pick the Titans just in case she fucking runs at me. I picked the dogs just on the virtue of their uh, their fight and their passion of late. <laughs> well, he's just... well, I hope the Titans win, but you know, just, yeah, I think the doggies will get it. The Dragons take on the mighty Manly Seagulls at Wynn Stadium. This one, uh, what do we got? Nightingale on the bench again. That's um, that's that's uh, that's as ridiculous as Matthew Wright on the bench. Uh, the Manly side, who fucking knows? I mean, we got the Tuesday, the Tuesday twenty-one up, uh, uh, and we were looking to enjoy the uh, the the long overdue first grade debut of uh, Fainu, but um, he has been blocked by the NRL and Todd Greenberg's agenda, so he will not be playing. So I ex- expect. I expect to see. I don't fucking. I don't even know what to expect. I mean, Lewis Brown. That's who you get. Yeah, but I mean, Trent's had a dust up with Lewis Brown, and and he was pretty much under under you know unknown certain terms that he would not be playing first grade again. Yeah, but he um, hasn't come out and said that to the general public. He won't yeah. be playing first grade again. Yeah, he hasn't come out and lied to the public about it. Um, so. This is one one thing. This Trent Barrett and he's fucking he's fucking lies. Like he comes out and lies about the Jackson Hastings thing, and it all comes out. And it turns out that it's more a problem with him personally with with Jackson. Where did he, that come out? Though? I hadn't seen that anywhere. That's that's that has, that has since come out. But where? I can't remember. Somewhere in the media. Not on fucking the media. Seagullcirclejerk dot com. No, that's not a cool site. <laughs> no one buy it, don't mate. <laughs> Patent pending. <laughs> <laughs> but um, oh, God. 
And then he's then the whole thing with Suli, like Suli gets dropped because he didn't turn up to a training session or he was late to training. Yeah. And everyone's like, oh fuck, you know, the whole media, oh fucking look at Suli, here he goes back to back to the old, you know, the doggies get fired version of Suli. And it turns out afterwards he was de- he was detained with a fucking passport issue that needed to be resolved, and Barrett was fully aware of it. You don't drop so you drop people for disciplinary and you know and shit. So why like was that. he dropped? Because he was late to training session because he got detained to fucking deal with a passport thing. Where was he coming from? Well, it was in that was in Christchurch. The guy was in Christchurch. Okay. So that was obviously going from Australia to New Zealand. Okay. So, so why do you drop someone? How, how long have you known that you're going to New Zealand for? Yeah, but I mean, who knows? This is something that's happened on the other side. I mean, get your fucking through, passport ready. He's got through the Australian side things. So what's you know, if you get through if you get through customs on our side, you should be fine. So everyone else know? got through. What's yeah. your fucking problem? You got unpaid parking tickets in New Zealand? Who knows? Fucking student loan. I don't know. No, you know that's. Fucking crossing borders. <laughs> He's lucky. Fucking governments aren't. At the on end him. of the day, this is a fucking. This is not like it, it's not like a sleeping, falling asleep in the car or whatever the fuck happened at, at the doggies, you know. So um, what's my brother sending me text? Pretty much, he's lucky um, he's not in fucking Kuktanamo Bay. <laughs> You're just looking for fucking excuses to say the word cuck and, and, and splice it into other words in new and interesting ways. Yeah, it's called oh. cucknetics. <laughs> <sighs> It's like cuckoo, it's like cuckoo and you're fucking, and you're put your Elrond Cuckard, the fucking, the captain of the fucking cult. <laughs> and now we're gonna get sued. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Actually, we didn't we didn't say the S word though, so I think we'll be okay. <laughs> um, look, obviously, Manly gonna win this game thirteen plus. It's just one of these backs to the wall thing, and the Dragons weren't that fucking great last week. Let's be honest. Mm. Perhaps they are actually choking. I mean, the Dragons should win this game 19 points plus. But if they don't win by 19 points plus, this would be one of the biggest chokes of the season. Um, I honestly, I don't, I do not, I just, with, with Appy out, I just do not fucking see a chance mm. of, and, and with the super coach Barrett's amazing fucking um, team selections of uh, two backs on the bench against one of the form forward backs of the competition, does my fucking head in. All I can say is I'll just reserve judgment on what the lineup's going to be until the hour before the game starts and they've got to submit the final thing. I'd love to see Tom Wright get a fucking go. Um, I don't know what you do there. I don't know, even if you just like you know move DCE to hook it, like to, to dummy half, mm-hmm. because he actually gives pretty good service from dummy half. When um, Appy, got, Appy got 10 minutes yeah. in that Biffo against the Storm, yeah. he looked fucking great. Um move him to dummy half so you at least get proper service and he's also capable of, of you know taking a dart when the opportunity you know arises and that's really in the modern game that's all you really need um, and then you can get Tom Wright put him in the halves and, you can't uh, do that because DC know. will probably want a fucking pay rise for it yeah well, maybe but I mean hookers since when do hookers get paid more than fucking halves oh, well Trent I've actually performed two roles this week so I'm expecting Abby's paycheck and if you uh, do that I need to post tax and I'll have to go to his accountant about the deductions and be able to claim as a hooker thank you he doesn't actually speak quickly though Otherwise, otherwise, you know, it's fine, and, every, and and what you said is right, and and you know, and and that's actually true. You should get Appy's paycheck if he's going to fucking. Well, I mean, like you know, I'm not paying fucking hundreds of thousands of dollars for someone to sit in the silo in a fucking moon boot, right? This is fuck. Look, if, the, if there's one of us that's in a cult where people believe <laughs> unbelievable shit, I just said I believe the shit you just said. What the fuck? I mean, you're fucking cuckology. <laughs> Cucklefield Earth, right here. <laughs> <sighs> um, 
Yeah, so, okay, we agreed. Manly 13+. plus. No. Okay, the Cronulla Sutherland Sharks take on the Brisbane Broncos down at uh, Reclaim Australia. Oh, big opportunity for the Sharks to really fucking put it on the Broncos here. Unfortunately, not the Jack Bird revenge game. No. Uh, the only thing Jack Bird will be taking revenge on now is uh, fucking Chicken McNuggets. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, because someone told him that uh, chicken's got protein and it's good for your sternum. So yes, so he'll be uh, watching from home under a mountain of fucking McDonald's, no doubt. Um, he's probably got a several $20 portions ready because, I mean, I reckon he would have lie low. He couldn't show his face at McDonald's for a couple of days when that news broke because he was like, yeah, unless he's doing McDelivery. Well, this is the thing, though. I'm not sure that McDonald's card works like a fucking... Oh, it's not cumulative. No, I was going to say, it doesn't work like a Wonder Pass. Remember, you used to go to Wonderland, you get your photo on the fucking Wonder Pass? They did that because every cunt was giving it to everybody yeah. else. <laughs> you know, I, I think it's just a pin number. So, Jack could give it to fucking Mrs. Bird. Oh, uh, so go down and pick us up some Maccas and yeah. get yourself some chippies. That's it. But don't get anything more than chippies because I'm, <laughs> I need $19 worth of fucking McDonald's, mate. <laughs> I need 20 but I'm giving, I'm going to, I'll sell for 19 Here's my card where you get my food. Yeah. Here's an envelope with 30 years worth of fucking Monopoly McDonald's fucking free tickets on it. Go get yourself a free small fries, small drink, small <laughs> Sunday. <laughs> One per order, slut. <laughs> uh, look, no changes to the Sharky side from last week. The uh, Broncos have a returning of James Roberts. And mm. that'll uh, and that'll send um, a pasic back to the uh, the Tuesday twenty one. <sighs> Look, this is actually this is one of the ones I struggled with the most, I mm. think, because the Broncos did show me a lot in the first half against the Storm. Yes, I mean they they got they got you know, avalanched towards the end of that game, mm. but I just wonder if they put on the first half of the Storm against the Sharks. I think they'd, they'd probably wind up a lot further ahead than the Tigers did. And to your point, the Sharks aren't a a chasing yeah. team. Yeah. Um, this one's being billed as, you know, Boyd versus Holmes. Oh, so it's like the guy who's retired from origin versus the guy who's, who's posi- whose position you would never take on the wing anyway because... Who fucking bills that? Who's who's billing it as that? I got no fucking idea. Fucking is, it the Bron- is it the Broncos side of the of marketing or is it the Sharks people? I don't fucking know. Look, we live in the state where the day that Darius retired, mm. you know, it was about his selfless fucking thing of stepping out of the way of yeah, this. You know, after he hadn't been picked. Um, Sharks. Yes. Knights versus Storm. In Newcastle, McDonald Jones Stadium, um, Bura injured, mm. uh, so he's gone, and uh, Slater will be back uh, in this game. Uh, interchange, uh, Jerome Hughes will drop back to the interchange. That's I'm not sure about that. They'll probably uh, move him around there in the end. Um, Chambers and Scott return from suspension. Melbourne. And, uh, yeah, I think that Melbourne uh, are going to win this one. And they're going to win it handsomely because the Knights just don't have that defensive intensity and they don't have the organisation. Uh, they, can't, they can't manage a game now without Pierce there. The, the, Knight, the Knights are playing on pure guts at the moment. 
Well, they're playing on the same thing that fueled them over, you know, to the last couple of spoons. That's it. And, and uh, they got they had a good start to the season and gave themselves a bit of a buffer. Yep. So the spoon's not on the table this year for them, Spot I would say. On. However, for all intents and purposes, they're 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 above that level week to week as well, I think. Yes. But not to a significant no, degree. Fuck no. Not at the moment. No, got no. Tigers take on the Raiders at Campbelltown. Jared's house. If you are a West Tigers fan, yes, and you are not at this game, you're not a real West Tigers. Fan. Shame, shame, shame on you, sir. Just no regard, for the, no regard for the history of the club. No regard to the people that are out there on a fucking cold night, yeah, working for what's probably minimum wage, yeah, with you know no penalty hours anymore. Jared don't pay per penalty rates. Exactly, in his house. Exactly. Fucking sitting on the beach somewhere, I assume. So um, looking, I'm looking at the, the line up in front of me. So Matt McElrick comes into the nine. So um, he's not he's not a great nine, but he's a nine. Uh, so Elijah Taylor <laughs> gets pushed back. The lock. Who else we got there? MWZ's back. Oh, Lola Hay has been dropped. So Corey Thompson goes back to fullback. So Lola Hay experiment. No, it didn't last very long. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, I appreciate Ivan trying to, you know, trying to mix things up and try and find ways to uh, find points, you know, to to go with the, you know, the improved defence. Yes. Uh, what else have we got here? I think the is biggest it? in is yeah. when you look at Canberra. Mm-hmm. They get Hodgson back. Yes. Now, you when know, did he? When did he get not? It was pre-season, year, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Uh, or pre-season? Yeah, pre-season. Yeah. Um, I've said before, I would say as crucial to this Raiders team's success last year as, say, Cook is to to the Rabbits this year or Isaac yeah. Luke has been to the Warriors' victories. Yeah. Um, I don't know how match fit he is. I don't know what rehab he's been doing up, up until then. It was a leg injury, so, yeah. so it would have been tough. But, uh, oh, fuck, no, no Lepana. No, so I don't. I'll call the cor- the, the uh, combination over there with BJ and uh, and Michael Oldfield. But I don't expect that. I don't expect, it, I don't expect that things will hum as well for them to the point that we'll need to make some kind of fucking amalgamated. I'm going to pick Canberra. <sighs> this is a very important game for the Tigers to win to stay in touch with the, the top eight, especially given the fact I think the Broncos are two points ahead of them and they're looking at and they should be coming off a loss by the time the Tigers play this game. So Yeah. Canberra can fucking bottle it though. This is the other thing. But also Canberra are the side that Yeah, they could lose by fifty, but they could win this by fifty too. That's it. Historically for the West Tigers. Yeah. I mean, you recall it wasn't that long ago where the West Tigers had an opportunity to uh, make a last dash uh-huh. run for the finals. Uh-huh. And they just had to get a win, I think, and they lost by 50 to Canberra. They did have Aaron Woods at the time, though. Yeah, that's true. I'm going to say Canberra just on current form, but it would not surprise me if the West Tigers, if they can get their shit together in terms of their... that Just that fast line speed in, in their defence... And and get and force errors and get a possession early in the game and put a few points on. Yep. Uh, you know, there's there's you know that that can be that can be the end of Canberra because the thing the thing about Canberra with their big boys 
is that when teams try and go around them and just run them off their feet for the first, you know, 30 minutes of a game, I mean, it's a successful strategy. Yeah. The Tigers, when they were at their best this season in the first, you know, sort of four to six rounds of action, that's what they were doing. They were fucking putting it on teams with, you know, just like pace in the f- and just speed in the f- in the first you know yeah. quarter of the game, and and fucking him out of the contest. So yeah, when when the Tigers were on, it was almost like Ivan said to Wes Nagama, "You just get the whole team to play how you want to play all the time." Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. So, uh, but I'm gonna go Canberra and Raiders. until further notice. Okay, mailbag this week, uh, Swiss underscore cowboy underscore 78 said, are we done with express episodes for this season? Does another, it does another, is there another, I'll, I'll paraphrase for him, is another round of last man standing coming? Uh, hashtag want more, hashtag long way to work. Um, <laughs> look, I reckon there's probably one, you know, pending any, you know, any illness or tragedies or, you know, whatever, family issues, I would say that we have one more express episode coming and that will be the episode following um the third state of origin game the second state of origin game doesn't affect our recording schedule because it's on a sunday uh the third one though i believe is on the traditional yes wednesday night in, in which case it will probably affect our recording schedule and we'll do a post origin hopefully a post whitewash uh uh, express episode uh, last man standing we've still got people alive so this one's not over yet I mean no. I, I I feel that we're going to have enough time I mean we've got like what another you know with finals and everything we've got uh, easily enough time for another one to come to, yes. to be done but there's also a lot of lopsided games this week too so I think that this these guys will just keep going and you know as is their right in last man standing and pick, you know, the low-hanging fruit. Look, I did yeah. put the disclaimer in there that we can fucking pick the games every week, so if you want to pick, like, Canberra and the Tigers. <laughs> Not this week, but maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe next week if we don't have a winner, though. Maybe next week. Nice. Uh, Stuart Marla, I had to watch a rugby test to see it, but I've finally seen the home team at Suncorp ping for tackling a player without the ball. <laughs> Shame on you for watching rugby. Uh, Wally Frogmore said... So, uh, it's a good point. A good point to discuss. Thoughts on this? And there was a tweet by someone that's since been deleted, but the gist of the tweet was bitching to Phil Gould, saying, "Oh, players are up until you know at two a.m. playing Fortnite. You know this is fucking terrible." It's not terrible if they lose. Well, it's only terrible if games are at nine o'clock in the morning too. Like you know. If yeah. a game is at if a game is at eight o'clock on Friday night and you're and you're playing Fortnite at two o'clock on Friday morning, mm-hmm. who fucking cares? You sleep till two p.m. and you've still got six hours to fucking get you get your mind straight before you get take the field. Yep. Although you know, again, um, each club would have a a doctor. You would hope who yeah. stresses the importance of sleep and yep. rest and this and that. Because you can step all of that back, okay? Yeah. You need this much sleep. Yeah. And if you're sleeping till here, then you're doing there. Okay, well, what do you eat before the game? Yeah. How long does that take to go through your body? Yeah. You're, are you at optimal levels? And I guess the, the general thing there is I would like players to be doing everything they possibly can to be at optimal level. Technically, if you have a beer, the alcohol's gone out of your body by the next day. You know, yeah. If you have a beer. Yeah. However... 
having that alcohol affects your body in other ways that yes. aren't measurable by that. So I, I get the idea. It's just fucking dumb for these players to get caught doing it. Well, it's not even like that. You know, it, how much of the fucking? How much are you going to police? So it's not even like? caught. It's just yeah. You, yeah. You don't want to give people an opportunity to call you a fucking urban samurai. Yeah. Right. Um, and like yeah, we can't fucking talk because we have to start our jobs fucking like yeah nine o'clock in the morning and we're on scene on fortnight at fucking two o'clock in the morning at times. <laughs> Certainly midnight. <laughs> yeah. Mr. Wars. We all have a responsibility to promote the game. Ref's fault is pathetic and ruins the game. We're asking for p- perfection where it simply isn't possible. You both too. Stop talking about simply stop talking about refs and fans need to man the fuck up. Bronx fans included. Refs folding is a fucking embarrassment. That's that's why we got the ironic scars, man. We fucking pioneered the fucking we pioneered the mockery of people <laughs> claiming the ref's fault. That's the fucking joke, yes. dickhead. Um Paul Mack underscore seventy eight. People giving young Tonomapea credit for going on a door-knocking mission in Berlin. Young Paul Mack over here did that in 2002. Sure, I was looking for drug dealers and whorehouses, but my point is, well, I forget my point. You got any pingers, bro? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, want you, I want you to send us the, what is a German phrase? To say, uh, do you, have you got any pingers, bro? Um, you could try, but you, try, but you won't have it. De Niro said, uh, any coach sacked while that fucked hard Ricky Stewart keeps his job should be should sue for wrongful dismissal. Mm. Fucking relax, Trent Barrett can still go. Super Grover 4, uh, well played on a truly express episode and still giving the lols, but I can only assume you saved an hour by stepdad not saying cuck, cuckhole, and other cuck-related phrases the usual 5,367 times. Hashtag cuck in crisis. He certainly made up for it this week. And I feel like this week probably had as many as last week anyway. Yeah. Jim Cat 2. We've started a new cuck legend. <laughs> cuck ontology. Um, Jim Cat 2's, uh, fuck me, uh, Twill. Was there a word count on that Manly vs. Cowboys review? Reckon you should become an auctioneer. Look, the intention was, we're doing the Express episode thing, we're like, let's just blast through all of them, and we just can't fucking help ourselves. <laughs> like, and you just yeah, you just think of something to say about a game, and, and before you know it, you've, you know... And we just blasted, you know, tried to blast through them, but we we failed. And it got. And if you listen to that last episode, each each subsequent game game recap goes for longer than the one that preceded it because it's just can't fucking help ourselves. Shutter eighty six. If Mahe Fanua has a word of the day calendar, Jay has a misprinted one where all three sixty five days of the year are cuck. You'll be pleased to know this week I've expanded my cucktabulary. <laughs> it really is versatile, though. You know um, there's such a thing as a cuck queen? No, I don't know. Why was that? And it's spelled C-U-C-K-Q-U-E-A-N. What does that mean? It's a woman who likes to sit in the corner and flick the bean while her boyfriend or partner fucks another woman. Okay. Why, why wouldn't they just go with the double E? Because millennials are fucking cucks. <sighs> King Levis. My favourite part of last night, meaning Origin Night, is uh, Queen Levis asking, why does that guy keep doing weird things with his face? Who is he? 
And I reply, oh, that's Thomas Turbo. <laughs> Occupy Duckburg. Give me some Twill Nation stories about partners slash friends who only watch Origin. My partner loves Gagai and Papali. Fucking hates Tedesco. I don't really have a... I don't personally have a story, but I put that in there because I want to call out for other people mm. who have any. Um, I know my old man, he only watches Origin. And that's a hold, that's a holdover from Super League. He was... Um, you know, like valleys, you know, followed valleys uh, up here, and Broncos came in, so he got on the Broncos, and uh, then Super League thing, he's went done. Fuck my that. my grandmother only watches or takes notice of Origin. Yeah, she's from the rugby league generation where you you stop for crumb cutlets at Mick Cronin's pub, and yeah, you follow a team because people you work with play for them. Yeah, yeah. Um, and she fucking hates Queensland. The minute they put on that ad that said "beautiful one day, perfect the next." That fucking riled her up fucking 30 <laughs> years <that>. ago. <laughs> and the only thing that's made her fucking stop being angry about Queensland is the fact that people with brown skin are purchasing houses around her. <laughs> 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 J underscore sin uh, 1179. Do you think, a serious question, do you think when they catch the ball on the full in the end goal, it should be an optional 20 metre tap? How frustrating is it when a speedster takes the catch with no one in front of them and instead of sprinting off for a 100-metre try, the ref calls them back for a 20-metre tap? Look, I see your point from the way it's currently situated. However, I don't think that would work. I think that if um, if a player if players were allowed to run it from the end goal, that would remove any, any necessity for the defending size to be any further back than 10 metres from mm-hmm. the goal line. And rather than backpedalling, to get to the 30 meter line to de- defend the f- the guy who takes the tap they would just be they would hold their line and advance their line and probably catch the guy 10 meters out yeah. and the whole reason these guys look like they're going to go for the 100 meter try is because the defense is frantically backpedaling to try and get to the 30 so they don't yeah. get pinged for a penalty when the guy takes and the I, I, yeah I think I know the the one you're talking about is the Addo Car one in the, yeah. the Melbourne Brisbane game where he did he took the mark yeah. and he looked like he was away yep um Fuck, I don't want to get into a, a rugby union style play advantage thing though. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, good, fair point. Um, who was that that sent that one in? That was uh, Jason. I said J underscore sin 1179. Okay, because he's also sent in a question about five minutes ago that says, question for the show, brackets, if it's not too late. Yes, it is. Come too on, come late. on. What is it? South should, have put, South should have put a cricket score on the Titans. Instead, they struggled to win by two. Do you think Seabold resting the Origin Stars sent a message to the team it'll be an easy win and they played accordingly? Maybe. I mean, it was just one of those games, though. I think they got dragged down to the level of the Titans. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure it was you know, resting the Origin Stars that sent a message. Yeah. Um, I think it was the fact that the Origin Stars got fucking belted and they would have been assessed and said that if they can have a week's rest, then, they can. you know, give it, if you can forward it, yeah. Yeah, that's it, you know. But yeah, look, fair point. I, I think players are a bit beyond that. It's possible. I mean, like, the, the Storm have been resting players for years now mm. and uh, and I feel like they don't, you know, I don't think they're, they're, they're considering that, that that game is a gimme. It's just that game is the game after the Origin game. It's a fucking ultimate sign of disrespect when Bellamy does it, though. Yeah, I suppose so. Yeah, there was when he played Brisbane last year or something. Yeah, rested yeah. fucking cronk. Yeah, and he's just like I give no fucks. Uh, Twill tourists of the week are Steve K one four six four three two Russian bot. 
No better excuse for day drinking on holidays than finding the only Aussie pub in Barcelona, in Barcelona, and and abusing every Queenslander there. Nice one, sir. Fantastic. The Sportscastle guys, uh, they found their they found their origin. They put the tweet out to us uh, before Origin. So, yeah, does anyone know anywhere you, know, you can watch it? That uh, we found Origin in uh, Ao Nang, Thailand, at TJ's Sports Bar. Watched with the other half and two people from Western Australia. Expected more of an expat crowd, but we'll take the win. Well done, and uh, good stuff. And yeah, and you gave thanks to someone else for their suggestion, but there was no luck at their venue. Uh, keep the tour tourists rolling in. Uh, that's it. Full time for episode 291. As always, you can interact with us on Twitter, so follow at TWI League and also Facebook.com forward slash This Week in League. Make sure you hit the like button, uh, share the post around and everything. And thanks thanks to the, uh, the folks who do uh, you know, share the posts and put their little reviews on there as well. And uh, such as our, our Robbie last week and uh, Alan Paul Walker as well. Um, and uh, thanks to the guys who are also known for uh, share. I can't see who shares the the Facebook ones all the time because you know if you've got lockdown privacy settings and that but uh, uh, thanks shout out to Ben Johnson this week who uh, on Johnston who uh, is always doing it uh, iTunes we have uh, a review from Sharky's 85 the title of which is uh, Namla Cuckmaster five stars <laughs> if I hear cuck one more damn time <laughs> dot 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 awesome show <laughs> <laughs> It's that easy to do. A, it's, it's that easy to do a review. Take yourself to iTunes, get the podcast section, go to sports and recreation, check out what's hot, see our logo, click on it, choose a rating, leave a review. Boom. I'll tell um, you what. No matter what you think of the word cuck, Steve Jobs likes it. <laughs> uh, tipping this week. Punching prolapse still one point ahead, followed by Manola one point behind, and then we've got a, a bit of a group on uh, seventy and sixty-nine points. We've got a Robo. You're a cuck in fourth. <laughs> Is that you? <laughs> H Dragons fans, Pele, Mitch Jando, and then back to Terry G, Jared Ash, and uh, Giannis on 68. Uh, Voodoo Rocks has a tweet said, I cracked the top 100 in the This Week in League tipping comp. Um, he's a reminder, he's a 2013 champion. Oh. He's uh, making a late charge. No, no, you're not. Last man standing. I've been reliably informed that Mario Siegs and Kick at the Hunt are still in there, the last two standing. And as I said earlier, we've got some fairly lopsided games coming up this week, I think. So I, I expect that to remain the case through to next week. But uh, yeah, we shall see. Supercoach, what have we got here? Sam Seals, the cheap seats, grey ghosts, pineapples of the pokies, bought not bread, Captain Robbo Cuck, Junior Mints, the Journeyman, Pool of Death, and Dingbats are our top 10. And. Uh, that's it. The uh, the opposite of an express episode. Some shit happened with Manly. Someone from yeah. Penrith retired. Yeah. You got an edged episode. Exactly. Is that the opposite of an express episode. I don't know. <laughs> <sighs> Fantastic. Talk to you next week. Later.